to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right. We back. Another episode of the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Uh, this episode, there is no co-host. Uh, Ibrahim took a hiatus. He had some shows. He was busy while we were recording this. I couldn't find time to reschedule. I had a busy week uh, myself. Uh, but there is a guest, and we get a good good fight story from a good friend of mine, uh, Gerard Haran. And I know you guys can't tell by the name, but he is actually a white guy. And I don't have white people on this podcast much because because uh, I'm racist. <laughs> I'm, that That's a joke, I guess I should say that. You have to say that now, which sucks. I was watching an uh, interview of Chris Rock on The Breakfast Club and he was saying that, like, you know, that's the worst part about where we are today. Right. You can't even make a joke. A comedian can't make a joke without a qualifying statement. I'm, you know, I just joke that I'm racist and that's why I don't have white people on this podcast. This is a second white person that I've had. And I got to have a white girl on here one day. We got to get a Karen on here and let her speak to the manager, of course, because that's what they request. Ah, let me stop joking and fucking around. Uh, but yeah, Gerard's here with me, and we talk a little bit of, uh, you know, politics. Uh, we talk a little bit of comedy. We talk a little bit of COVID. Uh, what else did we talk about? He gave me a good fight story of him in Nashville. Uh, he actually winds up getting stabbed, which isn't funny, but uh, we made it funny. We had fun with it. Uh what else happened here? Uh, we recorded Thursday. I'm reporting to you live Monday because that's when I do my intros. I feel like so much happens between Thursday and Monday. And don't ask me why I picked Thursdays to report a quarter podcast. I don't fucking know. That just happens to be the day in my schedule of the week, you know, that I just seem to have time to do things. So. It is what it is. But yeah, so much has happened over the weekend. Uh, where should we even begin? I'm, I'm listening to Christmas music right now. That shit gets me in a good mood. Or I should say I was listening to it before. Something about it is just, yeah, you know. In New York, they put up all the Christmas lights, which is weird. You never, you kind of just wake up to them. You never see the people putting up the Christmas lights. Like, you know, I live in Harlem, obviously. They put a big, you know, welcome to 125th and welcome to Harlem, you know, and bright Christmas lights. And like I said, you never see the guys putting them up there. <laughs> you just kind of wake up and Madison Avenue is, you know, decorated. So I guess they do it at night. But, uh... Yeah, Christmas time. I mean, it's the holidays. You know, if you can be angry around this time, you're just a horrible fucking person. I mean, if you're not the Grinch, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I heard jingle bells at like 9 a.m. in Starbucks, and this guy was mad about his coffee order. And I'm like, are you serious? 
fucking Jingle Bells is playing. You, you're going to be angry while Jingle Bells is on? Like, you just, I don't know. Some people need to check themselves. Also, whenever you're, like, angry early in the morning, I feel like anger doesn't begin till 10 a.m. or so. so. But those people that are angry at, like, 7.30 a.m., fucking avoid them. Yeah, Christmas music. Always, it takes me back to my childhood. Uh, I was in choir. <laughs> Which seems like a funny fact. But yeah, I was in choir. I don't really remember what I sang. Soprano, alto, I don't fucking know. But uh, Which is weird. That was actually my first audition. And I mean, now as a comedian, obviously, I do a lot of auditions. And I remember the teacher like... I want to say she made people leave the room and like we had to come to her desk and like or she made people cover their ears which is so funny I guess she didn't want people to hear us be bad and her tell us no or for people to laugh at us I'm, I'm really not sure but yeah she just you know had to sing a little note or whatever had people cover their ears and she made the people who weren't interested go like outside or I think we stayed in at recess and the other kids went outside like because they asked like okay who is interested in being in choir and it must have been a class of about 25 or so or 20 I don't fucking remember and you know half the class was just not interested at all you know and then the rest of us were like me and then yeah and I think she only cut like two or three people which is pretty fucked up somebody probably you know is still out there harboring that anger of like yeah Miss Brooks in the fucking fourth grade told me I wasn't good enough for the Moulton Branch Elementary Choir in Valdosta Georgia and that was the beginning of all my troubles well, yeah, you know, it's always good to be accepted when you pass an audition and, you know, no matter how young or insignificant it fucking is. And I mean, as an entertainer, they say you audition your whole life is an audition. And I mean, yeah, it's kind of that way. You go on a date. What do you think that is? That's a fucking audition. So, you know, if you're lucky, you get the call back and, you know, if you good enough after the call back you get the part right that's your role boyfriend motherfucker you earned it good luck <laughs> but nah we, we were singing uh we did like a christmas caroling that's what we did down in good old valdosta georgia man those were some good times man which is it's a weird place for christmas because it's fucking warm like i remember being there coming out the house in shorts and we sang in the mall. That was the big gig. We sang in the mall around Christmas time. I think like three Saturdays in a row leading up to Christmas, baby. I remember the teacher telling me at one point, you're a little too loud. Like, bring it down a little bit. Your voice isn't that great. <laughs> Let's be humble. But yeah, there's probably a tape of me out there floating around, you know, singing Winter Wonderland in the fucking mall. Until I have to pay and get that tape. You know. It's like uh, LeBron and Dunkgate. When he locked the gym. And 
Nike confiscated the tapes of him getting dunked on at a summer camp. Except I didn't have the power to confiscate those tapes. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Some parent was filming their child and I'm just there in the back row singing too loudly according to Miss Brooks. Uh, speaking of basketball, it's uh, free agency. Free agency kicked off in the middle of fucking November, right? Free agency kicked off in the middle of November. We got some good moves. Uh, the Lakers got Mark Gasol, so that's going to be interesting. He's going to a team that his brother won two championships on, and he's already got one. And, I mean, LeBron needs a, you know, he needs, needs a defensive center there. Dwight Howard really saved him. They thought Dwight was coming back, which that's the thing now. Free agency is so much fun now because you got Woj on Twitter and he's like a day ahead of all the moves and you got to kind of sort through what he puts out there to see if he's actually right, you know? And then the next day you're like, oh, that was fucking wrong. That guy's not going to that team. But Dwight Howard released a tweet saying he was coming back to the Lakers. And then he must have got a phone call and offered more money because the next minute the tweet was gone. And it was like, well, what happened to that? Oh, people are killing MJ, killing the GOAT, Michael Jordan, because he signed Gordon Hayward, you know. And, and, you know, Boston let him go, which I think he was making like 35 mil a year. He was He's on a max deal and... He got hurt, you know, in Boston and, you know, he's, the, I think, the fourth or fifth scorer on the team. So if you got a max contract, I mean, you're supposed to be at least top two on your team. So, which sucks because I know Gordon Hayward's an Indiana guy and he led Butler to a championship, you know, and when the fuck has Butler ever been known for basketball? And I mean, he lost in the championship game, I should say. Then his old coach, Brad Stevens, wound up leaving Butler to go coach the Celtics. And, you know, Gordon got drafted by Utah, was a really good player. I believe he was an all-star out there, you know, averaging somewhere around, you know, 18 points a game and like five rebounds, five assists. He's a good shooter. And, you know, free agent signed with Boston. It was supposed to be, you know, a reunion of Brad Stevens and him. And then I think the first game of the season, he got hurt. Trying to dunk, trying to catch a lob, which white guys, this is why you don't jump. Okay. You know, something bad is probably going to happen. He needed Miss Brooks, my, my choir teacher, to come over and say, hey, hey, turn down just a little. You know what color you are. Stay on the ground, baby. Don't be all up in the sky. That's not for you. Be humble. <laughs> ah, but yeah, he got hurt. First game of the fucking season and sat out a whole year and came back. He just, I mean, it's hard to tell. That's the usually two-year injuries, which Clay Thompson got hurt on draft night. Which is, you know, sucks, sad, which is just weird to get hurt the day that new recruits are coming in. 
That's like if you're training a bunch of people at your job for orientation and then you slip and fall. And it's like, well, I'm going to show you how to fill out workman's comp because I have to fill it out now. So we were going to do this part of the training tomorrow. But seeing as the unfortunate events that have just transpired. (laughs) Uh, What the hell am I talking about? Uh, It was a little... So, yeah, they're they're killing Michael Jordan as an executive. I mean, the guy signs Lance Stevenson, which I'll admit he's my favorite player to watch or was my favorite player now that he's no longer in the NBA. Signed Lance Stevenson for my Indiana Pacers, which I think 0.3 million, which I don't even know what that translates to. And uh, he cut him. You know, released him halfway into the season, signed him to a long term deal. He drafted MKG number two, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. You see how that's working out. Uh, What else? I mean, you can go all the way back to the Wizards and drafting Kwame Brown number one. Uh, He drafted Adam Morrison. Oh, he signed Nicholas Batum, I think, to a pretty high deal. I don't think it was a max deal, but this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Is last year before the NBA season ended, Nicholas Batum admitted he was being paid too much. When the fuck have you ever seen a guy admit that he's being paid too much? And it's like, well, there's ways to fix that, Nick. Uh, you could send some of that money back. I don't know. Pass it out. Give us, give the people of Charlotte a stimulus check. Send them twelve hundred, motherfucker. Since you being paid too much. But yeah, poor Charlotte Hornets, man. I'm, that's the curse of being a great player, right? Magic, you know, he wasn't a good coach, you know. And Michael Jordan is not a good executive so far, you know. I don't know. Reminds me of this girl. I was talking to this girl and she was telling me about a couple of her exes, you know. And Oh, this ex, you know, he he was this, you know, he was physically abusive. Oh, and my other ex, he was manipulative and, and I felt like he was verbally abusive and you know, blah, blah, blah. This other guy, he was a user. And I'm like, it sounds like you can't pick men. I was like, look, do yourself a favor. If you like a guy, don't talk to him. You know, those guys you meet that you don't like, talk to them. See how that works out. And (laughs) she was kind of laughing about that. But I was like, nah, you got bad instincts. So same thing for Michael Jordan as an executive. It's like, Mike, who do you want? And whoever you want, Mike, just don't pick that person. Pick the guy you don't want. Because that's probably the fucking guy. Pick Donovan Mitchell. Pick anybody. Just not MKG or Kwame Brown. Just relax. Uh, but I don't want to bore you with sports talk. What? Oh, I was a little upset as we recorded this because... We recorded Thursday. I had a couple of shows in Atlantic City, uh, and and both of them got canceled uh, due to COVID. Uh, comedian tested positive. I won't name them. Uh, 
patient X, we'll call them. And a couple waitresses, I was told, or a couple people on staff even tested positive. So those shows got canceled. I was supposed to make some money because I'm not risking my health for free, you know. <laughs> That's the thing. I see all these pictures these comics are posting of themselves doing shows and it's just like uh <laughs> good luck risking your health there for free kid uh which now nah, i won't lie i won't lie and act like i haven't done some free shows since the pandemic hit but i keep them to a limit and i try to be there as little as possible but i mean you gotta hang out get a few chuckles in with the crew but yeah, that, that was what was going on with me Thursday when we started here. So I was a little upset. And me and uh, Gerard were talking about comedy and how it's affected COVID. But I had a pretty good week. I actually got I got to film a thing. Uh, you know, I can't tell you guys too much on the details. But look out for me. I'll be posting that soon, hopefully. You know, hopefully it airs and... I can tell you more and we can enjoy it, you know. Uh, but I had to take a COVID test for the show, you know, in order to be on the set. And that was nerve wracking. Uh, this whole time I haven't taken one. So I didn't really know what to expect, which, you know, comedians are like porn stars now to where before we get to work, we have to take a bunch of tests, you know. So now we know how the porn stars feel, you know, when they're sitting there waiting, you know, for those test results, you know, and waiting for that AIDS test. And it's like, am I going to get to work today? Which really sucks if you're a porn person, because then that means you don't get to have sex today or you may not. I don't know if you got somebody at home or not, but I know if I was a man. And I was supposed to bang two chicks today on set. And I had to wait there and couldn't because I tested positive for some shit. I would be really upset and probably really hard to, which that sucks. You got to go all the way back home with an erection. <laughs> ah, what the fuck? But yeah, that's the thing now, you know. It also has to suck trying to get a job in this economy. And I mean, there barely are any fucking jobs and. You know, you used to have to just pass a piss test, right? Now it's a piss test and a COVID test. So now you got warm pee taped to the inside of your leg and a dirty Q-tip taped to the inside of your jacket. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is there a black market for negative COVID tests? Can you just, you know... Which, no, they actually emailed me, which was the longest walk back to the car. I was like, you know, you you, you, you shouldn't open this on the street. Because if it says positive, you're going to go the fuck off. Which this thing is so weird because what I was fearing more so was the isolation of, you know, they say you got to go basically into hiding for 14 days, which I got to admit, New York. They will give you a free hotel if you got like roommates so you don't infect your roommates. So I was kind of looking forward to that part of it. Of like, you know what? That free hotel for 14 days don't sound bad. And you know, once you take the test, you know, it takes like an hour for them to send you the results, you know, of the rapid test. So 
Like I said, I, I had all these thoughts as I'm walking back to my car and waiting on her to email me the results, which the test wasn't actually bad. Just a you know, Q-tip up the nose. And I was like, that's all world's most deadly disease. And all you need to do is get some snot from the inside of my nose. But I guess. But anyway, it was negative. I got to shoot a thing with some friends and Hopefully it airs, and I'll let you guys know when it airs. Uh, but yeah, that's us now. Having to be tested before everything. I'm losing shows and shit. Trying to stay in a positive place, but whatever. Oh, what else this week? Uh, oh, the big battle. The big versus battle. Uh, Gucci Man versus Jeezy, which has been... 15, almost 20 years in the making, but, and I mean, you know, if if my memory serves me correct, I think Jeezy kind of burst onto the scene maybe like three months before Gucci Man does, and then Gucci Man drops this huge song, So Icy, and I mean, it's still one of the most fun songs for me to this day. Because it's an introduction to rap, two of rap's greatest southern characters, you know. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, Jeezy's verse on it is just great, you know. I need some air freshener and a, some toilet paper. Fuck a hater. And I mean, you know, he's so brief and just to the point. And like I said, his style at that time was just like, this guy doesn't give a fuck about rapping. Like, he's just talking shit, basically, over a beat. And I mean, like, it's just crazy that that verse, they're on that song together. They kind of, like I said, burst onto the scene almost together. Like I said, Jeezy, I remember slightly before him, maybe Trap or Die mixtape. And just hearing that around my neighborhood, you know, Indianapolis and Hallville and all the little dope boys playing in the other car, you know, that was they, that was like they mantra, so, or mantra, mantra, however the fuck you say it, I don't know, pronounce it, uh, but yeah, so just seeing that impact and then Jeezy having the kids, you know, wearing the snowman t-shirts and then, uh, those shirts got banned in school and, you know, it made it all the way to CNN. Don't allow your child to wear that snowman is actually, you know, a metaphor for cocaine, which is always funny when the white people in the mainstream gets it because it always becomes a thing. Then, And I think the only two shirts I ever seen banned were the snowman with Jeezy and uh, the G Generation X shirts because they said suck it and had everybody doing that shit to the teacher doing the little hand motion suck it even girls were doing that shit which is funny it's like anything that scares your parents or anything people try to ban it's so funny it's almost the best thing you can do to an artist is ban it because then people really want it or they really want to wear it and piss you off and people enjoy when you're pissed off you probably if something pisses you off, you probably shouldn't let people know that. So, just funny to see suburban teachers on CNN complaining about the snowman. It's like, but do you hear these beats? 
Do you hear what this man is saying? And I mean, I enjoy Gucci Man too, but to me, Jeezy was bigger. And it just was a whole thing, you know, a whole lifestyle almost. Which, I I mean, we all acknowledge, you know, T.I. kind of started, I guess, what you would call trap rap. And I mean, his second album is called Trap Music. So he kind of started trap music. Or at least he labeled it, I mean, you know. All the way back to Outkast, Goody Mob, Atlanta. They had mentioned the trap. But T.I. kind of branded it. And then Jeezy just took that shit and ran with it. And I mean, to a whole nother level. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, two of the best there duking it out. And then, you know, somebody got shot, which I, I'll try not to give you the details. But basically, the legend goes that, you know, someone went to Gucci Band's home because Jeezy said, you know, they fell out basically over the song the song so icy if i remember correctly was supposed to be on both their debut albums but it only wound up on you know gucci man's you know and then jeezy you know said yo you know ten thousand you know somebody go get me his chain which i don't think he knew that anybody would actually take that offer you know i think sometimes especially when you're a new artist you don't understand the power power of your own voice you're like oh i just said that i didn't think somebody'd actually try to do it and as the legend goes uh gucci man killed that person in self-defense and i think he beat it he beat the case in court so you know that that happened but it was almost 15 to 20 years ago so it was crazy to see you know, two grown men kind of put that behind them and battle it. Because, like I said, they, they, they felt like they came out together damn near like a group. And then they made that hit and they never worked together again. So everybody was wanting it. But Gucci Man showed up. I mean, and he's been through so much prison stints. He's married. Now, both men are fucking married. Both. So, yeah, they're, you know, in the late 30s, if not, you know, 40 yet. And I mean, this happened when they were, you know, 20. So Gucci showed up a little salty and, you know, he kept taunting Jeezy, basically, you know, you pussy ass bitch, you, you hoe ass nigga, you this, you that. And, you know, it got a little heated, but Jeezy just kind of kept his composure and just kept playing them hits. And I mean, you know, it's it's a great battle. So, you know, do yourself a favor if you want to have some fun. Go watch the verses, you know, Jeezy versus Gucci Man, and it it ended just like I wanted. The two of them came together and actually did so icy, like they performed it together, which is an awesome moment for rap. And uh, you know. It was just weird because you saw people dissing and you really saw two people that have grown but grown in separate directions because Gucci kept trying to clown Jeezy and, you know, my outfit, $500,000 and I got this much jewelry on, you know, it costs 20000 or whatever the hell he was saying. And Jeezy just goes, I got real estate. <laughs> like, I'm not even worried about that, bro. 
Like, that's that's your thing. Cool. Cool brag, homie. You were bragging on jewelry 20 years ago, and you're still bragging on it. Then Jeezy made the claim that he owns half of Atlanta, which the joke is, well, hold on now, because T.I. claimed he owned half, and Tyler Perry claimed he owned the other half, so somebody lying. Whatever. I'm talking too goddamn much on here. I've done 27 minutes uh, of intro. Anyway... Check out this episode, enjoy it, uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good shit. Uh, thanks for listening. Hey. Yo. How I sound, can you hear me? Sound perfect, how do I sound, all right? It sound good, man. All right. Good to hear from you, uh. Well, where Likewise, are you at man. tonight? I'm down in Jersey. Okay, yeah, I never know, man. I always see, you know, you on the road lately, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, man, you got to get the hell up out of here if you're going to make any money, dude, unfortunately. Dude, what the fuck even, right? Man, <laughs> man, I mean, I'll tell you. The last gig I had canceled was in New Jersey. It was in, like, I want to say it was in, like, March or April. Yeah, it was March. Mm-hmm. So, like, late March, I was supposed to be at Bananas in New Jersey with uh, Alonzo Bolton and that's a that good spot. You ever played that? You ever played that room? Yeah, I played it one time with him. I got to feature for him. So well, that's a cool spot. Looking forward to doing it again, man. And uh, yeah, that got pushed back to I think like July, and I was kind of still hopeful of like, all right, well, you know, a couple months off, six months or so. I was looking yeah. at it like an off season in sports. So like, all right, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, you know, basketball's got to go away for three months and shit. So, who are we not to ever have an off season? Yeah, we don't have guaranteed contracts. We're in the D League, bro. Man, <laughs> beyond little, the D League, <laughs> it's a little easier to take a couple months off when you when you got that when you got that reoccurring paycheck. They got they got to worry about Man. capital gains taxes. Definitely. Like I was uh, listening to Chris Rock on an interview, and he was saying, you know, Turin's dead until twenty twenty two. And then yeah. I scratched my head for a second, and I'm like, ah, but you're fucking got a mansion, so I guess so for you. Well, you know what happened, man? Um, people don't realize, I, I tried explaining this um, when I was doing my, my podcast during the summer. Like, like, there's only 52 weekends in a year. That's it. Right. All there is, you know, and, it, um, you know, really, four of those are holiday weekends always. Um you know, so the biggest acts in the world, they're going to take the big cities on all the weekends. So, like, what we've been able to do, because, you know, I, I feature for Internet stars, basically, and they have these huge followings, but they don't have big acts, you know. So right. it's cool. You know, you do a half hour in front of them, and then they do, like, 45 minutes, and it's it's sweet, dude, you know. Yeah. And, and they, fill it, they fill it up. Like, they can do anything. They can do a Starbucks, and 100 people will show up. So you don't yeah, need gloves man. and shit. Um, I, I think it's funny because we, you know, as stand-up comedians, especially here in New York, a lot of us like to, you know, we like to try to claim to be purists. And then it's like, you know, you get out there on the road and Southern Ma's out selling your ass. And it's like, yeah, man. That's the thing, bro. That's the thing, man. I, I mean, you know, I, I was one of the first people to jump on and understand the technology. And I, I caught so much shit for it. You know, people calling me a sellout and shit. And I'm like, bro, yeah, absolutely. As soon as I can. The yeah. second I can sell out, I will do we it. We definitely take ourselves too seriously. It's almost like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what? You're, you're a clown. The world views you as a clown. 
Phil, don't you think some of it is just couching the fact that, that they didn't they don't do it? Like like I feel like so many of them are so convinced that they're not gonna make it, but this is just the identity that they've had for five, six, seven, eight years that they want to avoid any chance of success. Because then it just it becomes about their material. See, they they never ever want it to be about them as a performer or their material, it always has to be about the industry or the system. Yeah, are you, you talking about self-sabotage? I am. And degree. I think it's very prevalent, my but man. I, I, I know within New York, even myself, I've experienced like a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Peer pressuring and almost bullying, you know? You'll see people say, oh, you're doing sketches. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. everyone thinks they're going to oh, get oh. on SNL, and it's like, uh, I know, probably I know. not. It would, you know, but, bro, honestly, man, leaving New York, it makes it impossible for me to even, like, go back to that grind, man. Like, the idea of doing five, ten minutes in a night again to make 125 bucks and spend twice that at the bar, just right, you know, it drives me out of my mind. Plus, you know, every every damn show feels like an audition. You're not actually trying to make the audience laugh after a while. You want the other comedians to be like, oh, shit, oh, I can't believe how man. smart this guy is, you know? Yeah. I've seen a very big comedian bomb newer comedian but he's got specials and shit and i knew he was in trouble because mm-hmm. i was in fucking williamsburg at the back of uh i don't know if you remember bar matchless but yeah so i was checking mm-hmm. out that show and you know he goes up and i mean a few other comics went up like i think it was like an anniversary show so like mark norman went mm-hmm. up i think leslie was there leslie uh from snl and then he yeah, went leslie up jones and he's reading off of a napkin, and I remember this white girl just saying, eh, "This guy, uh-huh. this guy's got a special. Let's go get more beer." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoo, yeah, that special gonna bomb." So I, I do feel like yeah. a lot of New York shows is not regular people. So I feel like oh, what not. you're doing on the road, and then sometimes even it fucks us up because of our material. Like you might even Bro. you know go on. I've seen girls you know go out just out to Jersey as as close as Jersey, and they're like, you know, so feminism because women yeah. should get paid. Well, you said it. You said it to me. A, a, and the women in the audience, Bro, you are said, staring back at them like, uh, actually, no, I like being at home. Bro, you 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 said it to me six months ago, and I've used this line a hundred times since, and I and I give you credit for it each time, but you called it agree with me, kind oh, man, and. Dude, I've never heard it put more succinctly. Um, because in these in these uh, places, man, they really do not give a shit if you're funny. It's just if they agree with your perspective. Yeah, once you get um, out on the coast into these bubbles, and then, like I said, a lot of them. I mean, I was working with an agent some time ago, and he was telling me some horror stories about trying to get one of them booked after they've been on late night TV and everything. He's like, yeah. you know, the club managers are looking at this stuff and they're going, I just I just don't see my audience paying for this type of thing and being happy with it. So well, dude, I'll tell you, I, I won't I won't say who it was, but there's a very, 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 very popular female in New York. And um we did a show the week after she did it in, in Zanies in Nashville. And um, you know. I, they, you know, we met Dorfman and all those guys there. And he heard my accent. He goes, "You're not from the South." I was like, "Nah, nah." He's like, "Where you from?" I'm like, "Well, I live in Jersey City, but you know, I'm from Brooklyn." And he goes, "Oh, you're not gonna do like New York comedy, are you? We we had enough of that shit last week." 
I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. What do you mean? What do you mean? And I, you know, the same shit. They, they, they. She came out and she did like. 20, 20 minutes on, you know, how white men are the worst and how Trump's an asshole and how, you know, and so she's 40 minutes into the show and everybody's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and need a refund for this. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah but, the, but the thing about it where, you know, it's like even when I agree with you, yeah, he is, but this ain't funny. So you need a punchline, bro. You can say anything you want to yeah. say. You can beat people over the head over and over and over as long as it's funny. So, wow, you know, I think so. Punch lines out here in the street. Do you, do you think, bro? Do you they, think they'll loosen up? They're getting applause, and they think it's an applause break because of the uh, that that they're crushing. Yeah. But but they're just doing it. They're doing a TED talk to the echo man, chamber, man. TED talks. And who the fuck is TED anyway? <laughs> TED never talks. <laughs> Yeah, fuck but, Ted. Uh, what was I gonna say? What What do you think? What's What's been the reaction out there on the road and stuff, man? Like, what was What was the best city you feel like you went to? Um, the best city, dude. Um, I mean, Houston's Houston's fucking sick, dude. Houston's dope. Um, you know, man. Like before the election and after the election was real different. Hmm. I, I just think most of the country's fucking over it, man. Um, you know, and even when you go, like, people think you're going to go down south and, you know, you're going to do, like, you're going to see all these Republicans and white people. Like, every city's pretty liberal, no matter where you go. It's, it's pretty liberal in the city. So you get, you got a mixture. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I just think people, they, they really, the, the everyday people, bro, this is the only time that they've been out in six, seven months. This is their first date night in forever. They want to release. They don't want to lecture. They don't want to hear how bad shit is. My opinion is, man, I, I think, like, some self-deprecating but, like, uplifting at the same time bits have really, really been doing well. People are kind of really, like, grasping for hope a little bit. Yeah. You know? That's um, what I've been... Like, you're from Indy, right? You're yeah, from I'm Indy? from Indy, so... Bro, we just we just did indie. We were the last show before they shut down, <laughs> and that was, bro, that was a fucking. You trip. got out there and offended everybody. You straight white males are out there offending bro, people. The whole fucking the whole city is boarded up. Yeah, Bill. It it looks like uh it looks like a hurricane ripped through. There was only three businesses open. The entire mall was closed. The only three businesses open were the Hooters, oh, uh, Helium, and Saint oh, Elmo's. Exactly that was where it. You were so you were at Circle City Mall. You were right downtown. That yeah, right there, bro. And they had to they had to move. That was that was the weirdest crowd I've ever done because you could tell that they, this crowd was like shell shocked, man. Apparently they were the whole town. The whole city was waiting on some sort of, um, I guess, a black guy got killed by a cop, ah. and they were waiting for a, a grand jury to mm. come back uh, on something like that. And then the town was gonna like get. They've already had like five. Oh, riots and that, that was why they were all boarded up. I thought it might have yeah, been for the election. Was, it was, bro. But it, this is like three days after the God election. Damn, yeah. And then so, that was my thing with that. You know, people were acting like Biden was just going to get in office and solve all the ills. And it's like, ah, I hate to, I hate to tell you, he's not, buddy. Uh, you know, yeah, Kamala yeah. was a prosecutor, a DA. So it's like, yeah, she's, she's going to lock your ass up too. And she's pro cop. So people yeah, were just acting yeah, like, man. you know, Biden had this fucking vaccine. And it's just like, nope. <laughs> More yeah, of the same yeah, you know, shit, and I mean, eh, not to get 
Well, it's going to get worse before it gets better because now people are starting to get bankrupt. Next. Yeah, broke, people are going broke. And that the reality stuff. That's when you're going to start seeing some, some dumb shit. Yeah. Also, those PS5s are out, so I was kind of mad that nobody was looting this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck, man. I mean, shit, go... Yeah. Yeah, the, every everything everything in the Walmart is is free to have except for the Sony. <laughs> You'll have like three three Japanese henchmen there with ninja stars. Sony gonna protect it, this. It shit. did feel like they snuck out those PS fives. Like they've been teasing it for a few months, and then yeah. fucking Minnesota was on fire, Portland was on yeah. fire, and then release the PS five. Like, right, Biden's gonna be the president. Release the PS five <laughs> right about now. Release the PS five. <laughs> If the PS5 doesn't work, release the hookers. Yeah, man. What the fuck? And I mean, you know, what's been crazy, and I mean, talking to you, obviously, you're a white guy, and it's like, you know, I see some people on fucking Facebook and shit, and you know, people text you, you or text me, I should say, and apologize sometimes, and it's a little bit of like, what the fuck, man? Like, you're missing the point. We're mad at cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know the the um the white guilt and the white shame pisses me off probably more than anything else, man, because it's it's fucking patronizing, man. I feel like like I like I can't speak for black people, I can't speak for the black experience, but like I've been an athlete my whole life. I grew up in a diverse area. I've got too much fucking respect for my black friends to to. to well, yeah, like I think like, that's me, that's where I'm coming from. A little bit of like, like yeah. You know, yeah, like, oh, you know, without my help, this this poor fellow wouldn't be able to do it without my help. It's like, bro, do you understand how fucking patronizing you sound? And white people have been, you know, in New York seeing me in the streets since the election. And they're like, we did it. We got yeah, Trump out of there. And I'm like. There's a weird sexual nature to this, too, bro. There's a weird, like, sub and dom nature to this whole, like, white, black, academic uh, well, I, I might take some sex on. out of it, but I, I don't need the pity. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's this, I'm telling you, man, it's this sub and dom thing. It's like, I'm a bad whitey. Yeah, you're a bad whitey. Tell me I've been bad. You've been bad. Oh, yeah, that's like, like that horrible play that's on Broadway. I think it's called like race play or slave play or something. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, Christ you're going to pay to watch this shit? But I'm also thinking in my mind, like, bro. How bad of a fucking... You ever notice, bro? You ever... Are, are we recording any of this? <laughs> yeah, we're recording it. All right. I mean, you ever notice, man, how every single one of these people, the loudest people with this, are always the perpetrators? This is like... The, the people who came out loudest about Me Too, it came out weeks after that they were just... They were just just serial rapists. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a little the, bit of that. Of, you know. The, the people that come out hardest against racism and we've got to stop this gentrification it's like where do you live yeah what well that's why i'm looking at portland because it's been on fire for months and i'm saying yeah portland's only like four percent black what in the hell yeah yeah I, dude, it's um and i can't figure out that whole antifa thing it's just like what in the fuck are white people mad at well, not, you know, everybody, everybody listening to your, to your podcast is going to think that you're dealing with like some alt right KKK guys. And shit. Ah, I, you know, not think that. I honestly, to the point, Phil, where I don't give a damn. You know yeah. what? I just don't care. Listen, bro. I, you know, they, they already got to be halfway crazy to be listening to me anyway. Yeah. So yeah, there ain't so, nothing you're going to say that's going to shock them. But, but yeah, I definitely bro, was getting those texts, and it was a level of like cringiness. I mean, obviously, 
Yeah, you're, you about you're happy Antifa. someone would be concerned about how you feel, but then there's also a level of like, yeah, man, but you're not a cop. Like, I'm, I'm glad you see the video. I'm glad you agree that I'll that's fucked up. But also, you're not a cop, so. These cringy, I'm telling you, these cringy uh, limousine white liberals better be careful, though, man, because I've got more teammates, more guys I played football with, more friends that have just been, like, hitting me up, texting me, and, like, dipping their toes in the libertarian water, man. And, and I'm talking about black people. I'm talking about Spanish people. I'm talking about people that, that should not fit the demographic that would be interested in, in these type of ideas. Well, I think you know, any time you assign people feelings or assign people a team, people mm-hmm. reject that. Like, you know, there was this talk about, you know, Trump and black men voting for Trump. And I didn't mm-hmm. vote for him. Although I'll say I was not opposed to it, but Mm -hmm. people putting me in a box made me almost just out of sheer, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Out of sheer spite. Just want to check that box because it's like, yo, who the fuck are you to tell me who I should be voting for? How about this? I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. And I voted for Donald Trump this time around. (laughs) Because you know why? Yeah. Because fuck Brooklyn. That's a why. Little bit, I'm sick man. of it. I mean, I'm sick of like it. Like I said, and, and like I and I mean, mind you, you know, as I'm talking to just like I said, random white people in the street, we did it, and I'm like, did what? And then I realized, yeah. you know, the second yeah. I start talking about my cause, then they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm not really with that or some shit, and it's like, that, oh, that's not it. But you, 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 let me educate you on what you should be ashamed of. Let me educate you on what you really should be mad of. But they are certainly like trying to get me to help their cause. Well, that's what I mean. It's the condescension. They're constantly condescending too, where it's like, oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. Let me ed- let me educate you. You just need to be educated. Well, who the hell are you to educate me? Yeah, definitely. Like, what? Not I've heard about that. It's like, nah, I don't agree. Chelsea Chelsea Handler had to remind Fifty Cent oh, he was black. I hated that. She made me so. Thank you, mad. Chelsea. And her cringy whatever her Netflix special is. And- is that that to me was the twenty first century? Your name is Toby, and she was yeah. able to get away with it. And she was trying to, uh, you know, something about privilege. And it's like, there's nothing more privileged than you making a documentary about privilege and being the host of it and being paid. To there's do nothing it. more privileged than being a Democrat in America. <laughs> they don't get Dude, they can get away with anything. Man. Wear blackface. Oh, your career is over. Oh, you're a Democrat. Nah, nah, nah. Go ahead. Go, go be, yeah. go be governor of Virginia. That's, that's cool. That's cool. To catch in black faces, uh, like what's his name? Ralph? Was it Abernathy? Ralph Northam. Ralph Northam. Yeah, over in Virginia, and then uh, old up north, uh, the Canadian guy. This is what I was saying. It's the same thing with yeah, Justin Trudeau. It's like he lived in it. Joy Behar, yeah, like Jimmy bro. Fallon, and it's just like yeah, man. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, but it's, I'm telling you, bro, that's the same thing I'm saying with the Me Too. Like actually having black friends and and vice versa, even for myself, of actually having white friends. Like, you know, when I see someone type, apologize for your privilege, it's just like, Uh, hey, come on, man. (laughs) What the fuck is that? There's just too many cornballs, Phil. Like, there's just too many cornballs. It's just like, what the fuck is that? Like, shut up dude like we we've we stopped wedging people too soon 
Like I th- we we stopped we stopped bullying too soon. I really believe that's it. one of I, the I think best bits point- from uh, Chris Rock's last special when he talked about Donald Trump. He goes, "We took away bullying, then a bully showed up, and no one knew what the fuck to do." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, is this is, that's, that's basically is that tambourine? What happened?" Yeah, I, I didn't see tambourine. I gotta be honest. He showed yeah. up. I, I don't. I don't watch other other comedy. I gotta be honest with you. I, I should, but I I don't. I, I watch. I try not um, to watch my peers as much and people around my level. But the people mm-hmm. like I grew up watching, I can watch them, and it's still like a level of you know enjoyment. Yeah, because I always yeah. uh, tell somebody. I was telling uh, the movie The Bronx Tale, right? And mm-hmm. you you ever seen The Bronx Tale? I love it. When, when that motherfucker, uh, just make sure you type in uh, T-A-L-E on that Bronx tail. Don't type in T-A-I-L. That's a whole nother type. Oh, of okay. Okay. <laughs> I made that mistake once. You is, only make that mistake once. Is that, is that, is that starring Tiana Trump? Oh, no. It was starring uh, two dudes. And I was like, nah. That oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> now wait, hold on one more time. That was T A I L. I just look, in, gotta make a note. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I actually opened for Colojero from a Bronx Tale. Who? C, the guy who played C. Okay, yeah. Yo, he's he. I don't know. Do you know what happened nah, to him? I don't. Give me a quick one. Bro, he, he he killed a guy. He became a heroin addict, and he killed an off-duty cop by breaking into his house trying to steal his TV. And he went to jail for like 10 years. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Heroin, he was man. all messed up, dude. That's yeah, what and then he came out. That's what I'm laughing about. And I opened for him in Atlantic whole, City. Uh, with the whole vaccine thing, right? Because they keep saying no mm. one will try the vaccine. And I'm like, are you asking the right people? We got an Shit. opioid crisis. You get- You're not asking the right people. <laughs> You're going to get me in so much trouble, man, in this thing. I'm telling you, I am no... What the hell? We need a vaccine, Phil, for something that 99.97% of people survive anyway. Phil, can you help me, please? What we need a vaccine for? People love their grandmas and, you know, anybody with a pre-existing condition, you know. Grandma should get the vaccine. Ah, okay. Grandma should get it. You're saying only make the people who are, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable. Dude, whatever happened to free choice? We have completely and totally submitted free will. We've we've just submitted, I mean, it. and we're just like I, I, I'm partially with you, but I gotta say, people are too stupid for their own fucking good. Like I disagree, open, and I look beside me, and it's an old motherfucker to my right. Then I look on the left, and there's a fat person, and I'm like, you two should be inside. But you know that old person. That old person, that dude was smoking Marlboro Reds when he was 11 years old. He worked in the coal mine for 35 years. He's been raw dogging chicks since the <laughs> 60s. He don't give a damn about no Chinese flu. If if the, if if it didn't get him yet, he's good to go, hmm. man. He don't care. You know, we we need his antibodies. We need him to get it and then cough up a defeated version. He is the vaccine. Hilarious. That man. <laughs> he's been in the coal mines. That was the job Trump was supposed to bring back, by the way, which that shit makes yeah, me laugh. Yeah, that yeah. is one thing. I, I think it's one of the greatest tricks of all time is that Trump convinced people that he was working class. And that shit is hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he convinced middle America, you know, that, that he, you got to understand, Trump literally grew up with a literal silver spoon 
above yes. everybody in in a tower. He he lives in, right. in a tower, and yeah, and and middle of. But dude, honestly, that to me says way more about the state of liberal America than a it says bit. about Trump. One of the my fact favorite that, moments that from li- the debate was Joe refused to answer a question, and Trump looked right over at him and went. Well, that was a very politician answer. People are tired of that. And it's like, yeah, that that was a very yeah. talking out of the both sides of your face answer. Mm. Yeah, you know, they, they got somebody's going to have to do something about switching it up because the hypocrisy is too much. We have everything yeah. on tape now. We got right. everything on tape. It, you know, it, like the, the old school comedians that used to just rob yeah. off each other, you know, and, and, and then try to get away with it <laughs> and parallel thinking, right. you know, the whole Carlos Mencia shit. You can't. It's, it's a good thing that everything's recorded now because you can't mm. get away with that shit at all. And politicians have to catch up with this whole because because we as a people have completely and totally lost faith in the system completely and totally because of all these lies. And that's why this extremism is able to come in. Like the fact that socialism is so popular, it, to me, it's just it, it, it's just asinine. Knowing what I know, I'm knowing what I know about history, being the political junkie that I am, you know, everybody everybody knows Nazis are bad. Every you will not have to convince a single person well, that Nazis you, were you, bad. You guys, the Nazis, anybody that fought for Trump, which I, I always thought was kind of funny, I, like the irony of yeah. I live under fascism. It's like, come on, bro. By, and and, and yes. pressing send, knowing nothing's gonna happen to you. I I, I don't think you understand how fascism works exactly, dude. Wait. Yeah, what's what's more likely? Who's the fascist here? If if a conservative says something bad about a liberal, or a liberal says something bad about a conservative, who's more likely the, to get away with that? Even the for their whole life? four more years thing is just like four more years. Like that's not that long. Like go to Cuba and say that. Four yeah. more decades. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh. yeah, I know. That's a great point, man. And then, dude, the, the, all the stuff where people were like, all my friends are going to get yeah. their rights back. Thank God I got my faith back in America. And I'm sitting here like racking my brain. Like, what rights the are taken away from people? What am I missing I here? I feel like Trump I'm. was morality, and I'm not a big fan of moral victories. And, you know, all the way back to mm-hmm. George Bush, regardless of what you thought of George Bush's politics. You could say he was professional. Yeah. And that was it. See, I hated George Bush. Did you? I hated him. And that's what's what's wild to me is Dick uh-huh. Cheney, the McCain's, all the all the all the Halliburton Warhawks that I hated. The career crooks, Iraq, baby. Into Afghanistan. Bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I dude, I I'm I don't know how old y'all feel, but I'm old enough to remember that liberals, Democrats, were once anti-war, oh, yeah. anti-corporation, free free speech, absolute, don't label me. Don't label me. I remember in the 90s when it was, forget uh, 39 genders, and this is my identity, and these don't are my ask, phone don't tell. It was, don't label me. I'm a human. Man. Don't, don't label don't me. Ask, I'm a human, tell. bro. We're all humans, kids, bro. So yeah. These were things, bro. And I, I know it. I know that and these are the Democrats because I was one of them, bro. Ask. You better and then, fucking. Well, <laughs> you better ask me, and then you better, yeah, and then you crazy. better bow down. You know, it's like you need a chart. You need a you need a victim hierarchy chart to find out. Okay, well, 
who do I treat with more deference? The, uh, the, the, the disabled transgender or the, the, or the, or the, or the indigenous, uh, <laughs> person of color, uh, you know, like, like what, like who, who, who do I defer to first? If I, cause I'm supposed to speak last, I know I'm supposed to speak last, shit, uh, but shit. who, who, that's like, uh, it's the crock of shit, you know, that they uh-huh. invented to, that, 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 seriously, <laughs> that they invented to step in front of black people and take shit. And I mean, uh, yeah, hey, thank I, God I, I for Bill we Burr, by there. the way, man. Thank God. Thank God. Because we all, thank God, agree, especially being on the East Coast, living in New York and watching comedy of just, you know, when I first arrived here in like 2012, so around Hurricane Sandy. I'd be standing at the back of open mics and white women would just be yelling about men and I'd just be looking like, what are you talking about? White men for? That's your dad. Like, go talk to your dad. He's crazy. <laughs> Why are these white ladies angry? They hate them. But I love they hate their dad, man. They're, you know, they're the cops and it's exposing the Karens. I'm like, nah, you're full of yep. shit too. Okay, so now I'm going to get a little bit too in-depth probably for people. I lose people on this, right? And this is where the whole socialist movement loses me. The socialist movement and Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they lose me with two things. One, if socialism, communism, if it was such a great idea, you would not need to stand on the soldiers of de- on the shoulders of dead black men. You wouldn't have to use dead bodies mm-hmm. as Trojan horses for your ideas. George Floyd... George Floyd has nothing to do with the Green New <laughs> Deal. Green it's New bullshit, deal. and I and I and I and I won't I I won't let that oh, yeah, sleight of hand pass. Of hand. That's you number one. And number two, you know what, man? The those cops may have been white, and they are white. Yes, but they're agents of the state, right? So then how is your response to systemic racism and uh, over-aggressive cops to increase the power of the state? What do you mean? So when when the cops kill black men, right, it's because we have too many laws and the cops have too much power and too much authority. But then... But then these the the the, the people who advocate yeah. for systemic racism, be it Black Lives Matter, be it Antifa, be it the Democratic Party, Act Blue, Justice Democrats, Democratic Socialists, whoever it is, they all advocate and they present the same solution to the problem, which is we need larger government, hmm. which is more state. So the state the state kills a man. And then they're able to then use it as justification for more of well, that state that just killed somebody. Because we're supposed to believe that the state is more right. taxes mean more books for kids and more food for the hungry. So, but that's bullshit, dude. We live in New York City, the highest tax place in America. What, is, what does more taxes mean? It means more cops writing more tickets, more laws. More laws and more cops mean more police interaction. More police what, interaction what means more people die eventually. It's simple numbers, man. That's an interesting thing. Defund the police is an, is an interesting concept, all right? But for a guy like me, and a who's big motherfucker too, and man. like capable this is and willing, all audio, so they can't see and, you. But this motherfucker, like you played baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a professional athlete, and then I was also uh, 
you know, I was an amateur MMA fighter, went 39 and one and won four gold medals and a super heavyweight. So I'm good at violence, man. And that's fine. Like Like, I'm trained in violence. I I, want to be unprotected around me. Bro, I'm ready. I am ready for the big luau. (laughs) I'm ready for it. I'm built for it. I'm bred for it. I'll tell you a story that got me kicked out of a club. There's one club in New York. I'm never allowed to play in ever again. Okay. And it just, it goes to exactly what you're talking about. So there was this one woman who I'm a big fan of her work. I actually, I, you know, we, we disagree politically, but I I think she's a brilliant comedian, brilliant wordsmith. I don't think that, I don't think that the respect (laughs) is mutual, (laughs) but yeah, but, um, so I'm at this club and, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm drinking too much. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm drinking too much. I got three shows in a row there, and I'm drinking. And uh, there was something like this had happened. Um, and she was holding court. A white woman was holding court about how bad white men are and white yeah. privilege. And you know he's going to get away. And it guns in America. And there's three dudes ah. who are just simping her like crazy. They all, they're just simping the shit out of this chick. And I'm sitting here in the green room. You know, like I said, normally I can keep my mouth shut. Yeah. But I, I, I've been I've been drinking I've been drinking and I finally I had I had had enough of it and I interrupt her and I go can, can I let me just ask you what is a more plausible scenario that I would need a gun to kill you or that you would need a gun to right. stop me and if she had pearls she would have clutched them with both. <gasps> It was like, yo, dude, not cool. She's like, did you just threaten me? I was like, right. obviously not. I just asked a question. I love I mean, you're that over here. You're over here talking about that, that there's a warning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, But the, the, my whole point was, and then I doubled down on it, and I'm like, you understand that you are in maybe the first 30 years, 30-year window in the history of our species where you have the freedom to say whatever you want to say, wherever you want to say it. And the reason that is, is because for the first time, again, in the history of our species, how, how big you are and how willing to be violent you are has absolutely no, right. no determination on how successful you are. A hundred, a hundred years ago, you started saying some wacky shit like this. I just <laughs> smack you, put you over my shoulder, bring you home. I'd beat the hell out of these three guys, Definitely take all their shit, and nobody can do anything about it. So. 500, that's what I'm saying. 500 years, 500 years ago, what everybody he, in this room belongs to me the, now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What, like the mass shootings. There was she, she, she had gone on a rant. It was like one of those, one of the, yeah, okay, maybe it was yeah. like around the Dylan Roof time, maybe. Um, and, and again, on a theoretical level. I, you know, you don't need to you you can you don't need to be, you know, a political scientist to understand what Dylan yeah. Roof did was was horrible. But but then to extrapolate that out to this greater thing about an entire to treat on white people as a monolith, first of all, and then talk about guns, but then never take into account the fact that the whole reason you're allowed to have this very loud, very controversial opinion is because a man with gun, a man yeah, with a gun is going to put me in so a cage like forever. Within that, if 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 I, the, yeah, and, and to me, there's like an arrogance to it, man. There's an arrogance to 
two things. We all think we're, our generation thinks we're the smartest generation of all time because people smarter than us figured everything out. Yeah, and now we just have access to the shit that they already figured out. In person, yeah. I go, without using Google, because that's the first thing they'll try to do. And it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know? But, but, they, but they have the arrogance as if they do. It's like, uh, 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 name the three basic branches of government. Yeah. <laughs> and they, oh, man. <laughs> Republican, Democrat, and Independent. And like I said, uh-huh. you have to throw down a... And I've been in a lot of, you know, comedy <laughs> green rooms with some of the same yeah. type of people you're talking about. And you do have to throw down the challenge of, oh, oh, yeah. don't reach for that phone. Yeah. Shit. You listen You you listen to three episodes of Trevor Noah and you bought Warby Parker's. It doesn't make uh, you a fucking PhD anymore. You know what I mean? Like him being an outsider you know, and coming to America and telling us all about it. That just... And I like Trevor Noah. I'm going to keep oh, that dude, well, that's, uh, again, that's just the for a job. But, but there is that's the very I'm gonna I'm that. I'm a circle back I'm a circle back. Well, of course, I mean you've got a lot you've got a lot of Roy Jesus Wood Jr. in you, man. Right. I mean, if Roy yeah, Roy Wood could do it. You got that I'm for sure. And Roy's a good friend, man. I've been always cool since well, back in yeah, the day. I mean, like I've known Roy probably 15 years. So. Oh well, shit. I mean, you I, I could you 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 guys write very similar, a lot of thinking. I mean, you guys are both very very smart guys and incisive and not afraid to 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 ruffle the feathers. But I, I go back to the I go back to the sexual fetishization about it. I really do. I think it's like you know this idea where you know oh man, there's just nothing I love more than to hear how much I suck yeah. from somebody who's not from here. You know, like shit. It's like Samantha B's talking shit so nonstop. Like, You're from to, Canada. Uh, Why are you even here? trying to get at here and I mean mm-hmm. so what do you think with guns you know the point I was trying to make was more than anything else as she was going on and on on this you know diatribe I'm like you, you just just at, at at least at some point acknowledge that if it weren't for guns you would not be in in the position that you're in right now. You know, not and I, it's not like a admit your privilege type of a moment, but just like you have to understand, like you have this opportunity to be a, as you know vociferous as you want to be, specifically because of these things you want to get rid of. You know, like, I, I, and I'm trying to say it as 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 honestly as I can. You know, when you defund the police, it. I, the police save you from people like me. I don't want to live in poverty. I don't want to. I don't want to have to fight for shit. I don't want to have to grind for thirty years. I would much <laughs> rather go back to a Viking time and just take work, your right? shit. Like you, like and I'm and and bro, dude. And I'm wow. sorry, man. I'm, I understand people are gonna be like, this guy's crazy. This guy's a lunatic. This, but but and I'm just. I just want to be as real as possible. Right. I I am not a good person by choice. I'm a good yeah, person because I don't want to spend the next forty in years in a box. They they definitely over police certain the black community. It does. The only thing I can say for like Dylan Roof, and that's my big gripe with the cops is, yo, just shoot everybody. If you if they just shot everybody, well, that, I wouldn't have shit there you to go. say. But it's like. When you see something like, you know, uh, Eric Gardner out in Staten Island and they're choking this motherfucker and there's six of them. And you say, so nope, nobody wanted to get a cheap shot in on Dylan Um, Roof. Not one of you. 
I think I I think this is the biggest problem, honestly. I think that we we have had too we've gone too far away from the big tough Irish guy cop. You know, we we there's too many nephews and sons and cousins on the force. There's too many people that need to, you know, hit quotas. I mean, you look around New York City and, you know, you're looking at Dude, 155 pound cops and, you know, now. you're looking at like, like every time I get stopped, it's somebody that's too small. These guys can't that's... win a fist fight. I remember I went through a, a turnstile, you know, just I was new to New York City. The door was open. I had a fucking, you know, monthly pass. I just figured, fuck it. It's rush hour. Everybody's going through the turns. Mm-hmm. That's going to take forever. I'll just go through the door. Tiny Asian cop stops me. And he goes, you know, let me have your ID or whatever. He's writing me a ticket. I give him my ID. He goes, you got any warrants? And I go, nah. He goes, yeah, I'm sure you're just a fucking angel. Now I'm staring at him like, dude, you know, I'm 5'5". Five five. Like, I'm not a big guy. Whoa. But you're like four foot ten. And I'm yeah. like, come on, without that uniform, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah, dude. Like, no, no. You know, it, it, so here's so t- here's my personal opinion. I do not think the state should have the authority to kill a citizen. I don't believe in the death penalty, so I do not believe police officers should have lethal ammunition. I think they should o- always have uh, rubber bullets. Um, or, or, you know, we should be actively looking for a deterrence right. from, uh, you know, from, from lethality. I don't, I do not, be, I do not believe the government, our government, the state right. has any right to kill its citizens. So, um, and it doesn't matter, you know, what pisses me off about conservatives, uh, is when they're, you know, when they start talking this bullshit about, well, well, he was robbing it. Well, he was doing well, you know what, oh, man, yeah. that's it, that, not a death sentence. I don't give a shit if, if the dude was smoking movies. crack. If that's not at a time you go, well, you seem to care more about property than you do life. Now, obviously. No. Yeah. I will say, I will say though, that if you oh, get, yeah, if you absolutely. get fucked up by somebody protecting and their property, I feel like, like you got what you, you, you got what you signed up for. To where like business owners are saying, Hey, can you not damage my stuff? And people are like, Hey, uh, fuck you. And it's like, no, that's not how life works. <laughs> you, yeah, you've got insurance. Imagine walking up to somebody breaking their job. Imagine seriously. Imagine walking up to somebody breaking oh, yeah, their jaw big, uh, with a right hook and being like, "It's cool, you got health insurance, right?" You rich motherfucker, buy a new one. That was you know, that was another one where I was far too safe. Hey, that guy getting killed—that's wrong. Yeah. I don't like that. That shit gotta stop. Yeah. You know, hey man, I, at some point, I just feel like people get what they sign up for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shoot somebody and go to jail, you shouldn't have shot somebody. Why were you there with a gun? You got shot. With the fucking million mega march or mega march, that shit was just a free for all, man. Yeah. Like, and it, have it out, bro. And it, have it out. Let them go. Like, like, why are we stopping this shit? Let them go. It's it's such tiny, it's such tiny portions of the left, 
and such tiny portions of the right. Let them go. This shit is evolution at some point, yeah. Phil. Let them weed each other I out. Mean... Is, it, is that not empathetic enough? I, maybe that's not empathy. Did I lose you, Phil? Phil, you there? Hello? Doobie, doobie, doo. Phil's going to have to go back in and edit this five minutes out here. <laughs> Stay on. I can't hear you. Are you there? We might have to. Hey. We got too real, Phil. The CIA, the CIA shut us down. We were, getting, we were getting too close to the truth. They put us on that Alex Jones, Edward Snowden list. <laughs> Yo, Snowden is a hero to me, man. Snowden's no. a hero. What, what, what exactly did Snowden uh, do? He told they were listening to our calls? Bro, Snowden was freaking like Prometheus trying to give fire to the humans, and we said, nah, we're good. Snowden was a high-ranking CIA official. He's a he's a super genius, and he saw what the Bush administration was doing with the Patriot Act, and how they had they had these programs called Prism and all this other stuff, where they could search keywords, and bro, those keywords they can go into your phone um, <laughs> and listen to your conversations while you were having them. And then if, if you would use, like, the word, like, kill, bush, assassinate, like, in, in any sort of, like, pa- a number of paragraphs. Nah, that could be some sort of porn talk. Dude, yeah. Bush. Yeah. And they, they were doing it for, like, and, and you just had to be within three connections of somebody, which is asinine. So, like, if I know you and you know you're somebody who was in the military and then somebody in the military knows somebody from Saudi Arabia yeah. that that greenlit them to tap all of our phones because of the one person in Saudi Arabia bro they were able to like spy on you through your computer's laptop uh if you're if it was open it didn't even have yeah. to be turned on they could, dude it, it, it's insane with the shit that he he showed the world uh that we were doing to our own citizens and the fact that people were just like, oh, I don't care. I got to admit, I'm on that list of people. Of, eh, eh. Who gives a fuck? I ain't. If you want to listen to this boring ass phone call, <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah. It's all fun and games. They throw your ass in the gulag or you can't get a job or you get a low hey, personality hey, score. Hey. When you did this color, I'm more worried about getting shot walking down the goddamn street. Yeah. Selling them loose cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just complied, Phil. Got a goddamn comply, yeah. baby. You know, man. Oh, man. I, you know, look. I, what What do you think about um, you know this whole push for equity? What do you think about this whole push for equity? 
where uh, reparations are getting a uh, a rainbow makeover. <laughs> reparations are getting a rainbow makeover. God damn, that's yeah, funny. dude. It's all the, all the all the old ideas, all the old horrible ideas are getting a rainbow makeover. You are a walking sound <laughs> <laughs> like a walking headline. Going yeah, that's on. it. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do. Oh, we're gonna do man. separate but equal. It's gonna be great. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, well, I do think, and I mean, in short, right? Just as I understand it, mm-hmm. right? The concept of equity being. You know, if you're six five and I'm five five, then I stand on a one foot ladder. Mm-hmm. And I and I do think there is some like truth to like the concept of some are just born with less and, and equality really doesn't work because they're so far behind the eight ball that it's just like, you know, even giving them I mean, you know, if your bank accounts in the negative mm-hmm. And I give you twenty dollars. I mean, you're at zero. Yep. Whereas, you know, if someone has forty dollars and you give everyone twenty, you know, that's sixty. So I do think there's some truth to like, yeah, there are some people who are disadvantaged. Here's what I don't like, and here's what I think's funny about a lot of this shit is, it's not the people that'll be loud about it. Hmm. Hmm. It's not the people that'll be stand up and be like, yeah, I need it's like, no, the yeah, most about like someone said, oh, I think it was goddamn go back to Chris Rock, but uh, is it no sex in the champagne room when he says, yeah, he says, if a guy has a funny sign, you know, don't give him money, he hasn't been homeless that long. Real homeless <laughs> people don't have time for funny signs, <laughs> yeah, so it is a little bit like, yeah, you know. The people who got mm-hmm. their hands raised the loudest or, you know, raised the highest and, you know, are screaming the loudest. Like, you don't actually need shit. That just is, you know, a replacement for a personality. Yeah, well, that's the um, that's like uh, you're talking about the kid. Uh, what was it? What was it? The 1933 project or something. like. There was a kid who, who uh, essentially started. The Black Lives Matter chapter at the University of Missouri, mm. and he did this hunger strike and this sit-in, and it was it was about um, there were were uh, racial epithets that were written on the walls of the dorms, and there was like Nazi silence and stuff like that, and three things ended up happening. Um, one, he ended up getting the school's football coach fired, uh, and replaced by a person of color. He got uh, a ton of money, like $10 million put towards this, um, some sort of uh, endowment for, for school, for uh, black education, something or other. I got to go over. Yeah. Uh, and then the funniest part about it, all the epithets, complete bullshit. They were written by a black person. Mm. It was a, it, it was a false flag, and the third part about it, the guy with this hunger strike who started this this uh, the, the the oppressed individual comes. Uh, his father was a a, a lawyer, yeah. uh, one of the most one of the most powerful attorneys in the state, and the kid grew up with with millions of millions of dollars. Now he, he was, was this a black kid, white kid, what? Black kid, black kid. Hmm. But yeah, and actually, I, I gotta. I'll, I'll try to find it and I'll text it to you. This was the beginning of my like as I learned more and more about this, um, and of course, them getting the football coach fired was my like what. And then as <laughs> I as I with football, 
It really did. I'm a meathead, man. And then from there, because all of it just seemed like so sus to me from the get, bro. I was like, this is sus, bro. And, and, you know, just from how it went from, you know, this, this, this oppression cannot stand to the only way to make this better is we need a $10 million endowment. I was like, this sounds a lot like the mob guys I used to know <laughs> sticking people up for money. This sounds real mob tactic to me. Uh, and, it, dude, the, the, the issue with all this stuff, man, is it works, dude. It's not going anywhere because it works. Well, you start you start attacking people emotionally and, and you know, people feeling guilt and all these things kind of work hand in hand. But like I said, that's the thing that I find funny is, you know, those with the hands raised the highest and those yelling the loudest don't actually need it. Like I I'll I'll say I'm I'm for reparations for black people only because from what I know, mm-hmm. and I mean just in short. You know, there was some sort of restitution with, uh, you know, Native Americans and the Holocaust. So mm-hmm. between those two things, I do look at us and say, you know, and and I mean, I won't get too deep into it because I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. But I know if they find Nazis even in America, they get those motherfuckers up out of here. Yeah. And I mean, as they should. But then you say, you know, slave masters, descendants of slaves, and, you know, KKK is allowed to just kind of be as long as they're not kind of caught in the act of a crime. Is that is that right? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. well, as far as like the uh, as far as what happened with the Nazis and everything, the moral of that story is don't lose a war. <laughs> That's, you know, Uh-oh. That's the that's the moral that's the moral of all that. I mean, if if you if you're gonna do that wild shit, if you're gonna take it to that level, you you can't lose. You know, then everybody is gonna be like, oh yeah, okay, well welcome, what the welcome welcome to welcome to life where we're in power now, assholes. Well, that's what's funny about the lost war. You know, here is that they wanted to fly that Confederate flag. So I long. never understood that. I never. It's just like you're flying a loser. Yeah, I never. You know, I, I, I never, I never got it. I mean, obviously, I grew up in the Northeast, so I, I didn't grow up yeah. with that pride or whatever. But I never, for the life of me, you know, it's like, <laughs> dude, that's it's why I don't own a Knicks jersey. Like, I just come on, Hilarious. man. It's, it's now, I, I never got that, man. I, I never got how you could be proud of of what they stood for. I, I never got how you could be yeah, proud. And 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 basically proud losers so yeah like yeah what the fuck is that about you know and the weirdest part about it is the, the people with the confederate flags hanging in their trucks are like the biggest pro-america people and it's like i don't think you're doing this right i don't think yeah yeah it's like no you were a traitor <laughs> i don't Which, that's think that's kind of what i'm waiting on and i think a little bit that's what needs to happen you know we need to just go back to that of like you know what you, you don't like you don't want to live under Biden? Take those two states. Y'all go be out there and make your own shit again. You know, I, I am all for a federation of states. You know, I, I really, <laughs> I really am. I really am, you, dude. You I, ready to succeed? I don't think we were ever supposed to be one nation, Phil. I, I really don't. You know, I, we are very divided. I'll say that. I, I, it's I, almost a joke. The United States of like we don't agree on shit. <laughs> but but also, dude, we shouldn't. Like, we shouldn't. We just flat out shouldn't. Like, you know, the idea of taxation, bro, like, you know, where if you make $100,000, you're wealthy. Like, yeah, in Iowa, you're doing pretty good. You know, right. you can buy you can buy a house for 75 grand. If you make $100,000 in, in New York, you have roommates. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying, like, man? Hey, hey, 
well, it's like thinking about, uh, you know, something as small as cigarette smoke. I remember, uh, you know, in Indiana, when I first started doing comedy, 2006-ish, you know, all the way up until I think about 2010, you were allowed to smoke inside of the comedy clubs. which In in Indiana? Yeah. Which no shit. kind of dope. And then I remember talking to someone from New York, and they're like, yeah, we stopped that shit in like 2000. It's a $1,000 fine you want to light up. Right, right. Which that shit used to make me feel like an adult. You know, I was like, yeah. you know, 19, 20, hanging around clubs and just being able to just, you know, you come home smelling like smoke. But not that's not at Chappelle's uh, biggest prop to find oh, you, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. He so uh, get the fuck out of those cigarettes. Give me the. T- Give me the ticket, bitch. I can afford it. <laughs> right. When he pays it up front and shit. Like, uh, yeah, here. Here's some Chappelle show money. Fuck your couch. Yeah, he's got... <laughs> he's literally he's... Rick James now. He's got he's got those $1,000 Marlboro Reds, bro. <laughs> Fuck your house. You rich motherfucker buy a new one. Yeah, man. But, uh... Hey, you know, I, I was watching that on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. My God, he could never make that show today. Never. I, I was. Yeah, I, I did watch the a first lot of two episodes, man. When you go right for Black KK uh, in the first oh. episode, it's like yo. And I think he said that. He said that that sketch was like his mission statement of like, oh. yo, if we're still on the air after two episodes, we'll be all right. And it's like I yeah. got it, no show has ever come out the box that hot. I mean, he went six for six with his first six sketches, man. That that whole Kinko's thing. Now, Kinko's doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. But the whole pop the whole copy. thing with pop coffee. <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck him. That's why. <laughs> it was great, man. I mean, it's just pure genius, dude. Yeah, it was just a fun time. I feel like, you know, these phones and documenting everything, which if I'm being honest, I feel like the censorship, and I mean, mind you, this is from, you know, I'm over 30 now. Mm -hmm. Growing up, it was Snoop Dogg and like rap CDs, the parental advisory, and it was like old black pastors and like aunts. So there was a level of respect of like, well, this is, you know, someone's aunt, someone's grandma, you know, and now it's 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 a twenty year old with green hair, and you're just going, huh? Yeah, you're supposed to be the fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gatekeepers they they get off on being a gatekeeper. So it's, um, it's, and when I when I was a kid, those were the Christian conservatives. Right. The 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 white Christian conservative was the person saying, "You can't watch this. You can't listen to that. You can't say these words." Right. And now that is the the woke left. Yeah, the woke left is like they traded places, and like I said, it's definitely something condescending about a twenty year old who's lived zero yeah. life getting offended by a joke, and thinking that you should care that they are offended. Here, I'll tell you. Like what? I'll when did when did we start quick. giving a shit? And I mean, you know, like you know me and all the shit I say, especially now being off stage. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Facebook and. Uh, I did a joke the morning. Uh, you remember the Legion of Doom, Hawk, right? Or it wasn't. Yes, Adam. yeah. One of them passed yep. away, but I made a joke. Yeah, uh, uh, animal. Yeah, I made a joke and I said, you know, rest in peace to him. And then I said, you know, I wonder if the Grim Reaper does le- one last three count. Yeah, this, phenomenal. This dude left me a whole paragraph about that joke and how it offended him because animal. <laughs> 
was one of his childhood idols. And I was just like, bitch, he was mine too. That's why I'm making a joke yeah. about it. Who gives also who gives a shit? Yeah. I didn't write the joke for you specifically. Right. You, you didn't you didn't commission me for the joke. You know, it, it, I, I just this idea of you can't say that that's offensive. Yeah, that's why I said it. I wanted to offend you. You were annoying me. That's, One that's, second. I'm I gotta uh go meet up with my partner here, but uh yeah, he was calling yeah. with this fucking iPhone update, which I've been telling people like yo. If I don't update this fucking phone, I ain't taking a vaccine. You can fucking forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough fucking glitches in these, uh, <laughs> in these fucking yeah, phones. Yeah, can you imagine, yeah. Can you imagine the, the terms and agreements you have right. to do for the vaccine? It's just like, uh, <laughs> getting on my last nerve. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, it's, it's to me, man, uh, this Hold is on, a little on. bit of a... Of a, of a hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not much. Same old. Go home. All right, good thing. This looks nice. Oh, nothing. Nice and clean. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. I think you just did a. Uh, I think you just did a dope deal on your own podcast, man. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Picking up somebody from my partner, man. But what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, this is clean. This oh. looks clean. You got the whole thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got yeah. a new car. So I was t- telling him about his car. Uh, nice. But, uh, yeah, man, what the fuck, you know? Fucking iPhone update now where it just interrupts your whole conversation to tell you. On a certain level, Phil, man, you feel like this is Revenge of the Nerds a little bit, man? Like, these tech people, they 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 have so much power. And you're talking about all of Silicon Valley, any of these guys, were any of these guys the class clown, were any of these guys the prom queen, any of these people yeah. the quarterback of the high school football team. So now these people have all this power, and I, I just can't help but think that they're, they're fucking with us. It's like, you know what, men? We tried to do the romper thing. It didn't work. Now we're going to put you in dresses. Here's Harry Styles and Machine Gun Kelly in a dress. I know some of your punk asses are going to be wearing dresses now. You know, like, I just feel like they're punking us. I feel like they're getting us back, bro. I really do. It's like they're stuffing a whole nation in the locker. I was going to say about, you know, one is the change of, like I said, you know, Snoop Dogg CDs. It was, they were crushing them, which Snoop had the best response for that. He goes, well, even if you burnt my CD or crushed it, you still paid for it. So I'm winning. Yeah, but make sure I mean, you pay like for I it said, first. That was the level of respect because it was coming from your elders and, you know, your elders in your family mm-hmm. and shit saying, you know, maybe I don't want you to say pussy or, you know, bitch this or hold that. Yeah, and yeah. Like, all right. Well, I just won't say it when grandma's in the room. But now you're looking at someone <laughs> with less life experience than you and you're going, well, what the fuck do you even yeah. know? <laughs> that I should be listening to you. Yeah. And when you get out here in the world, it's going to be much harsher to you than pronouns. So, you know, a pronoun, that used to be almost the nicest thing you could say to someone. But now it's, it's, it's you know, yeah. like I said, back in the day, it was bitch, this, hold that. And they were like, hey, hey, calm down. But uh, yeah. I don't think that's an authentic reaction from the right the right started doing that i feel like to to um what's the word i'm looking for it's about right 
What, what which reaction so are you talking left, about? The uh, younger left that I'm talking about now that tends to always pipe up about a joke and be offended and tell people yeah, yeah, what yeah. they can and can't say. I feel like yeah. the right or people who lean right, I should say, because this is never exact. They started responding to it and learning, oh, two can play that game. If you get to tell me what to say. Mm then I get to tell you what to say. Yeah. And now no one can say a goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I, I, I am in the, I am of the opinion that I lampoon oh, yeah. the shit out of it. And I go as, as far as I can, you know, to somebody, somebody says something and, and you know, they're like, well, that's kind of sexist. And then my immediate reaction to them for that was like, well, are you assuming that I'm a man? <laughs> you know, like, are you, you know, and I, and I'll, and I'm, I'm completely disingenuous, but what the thing about it is, is that they take themselves so yes. seriously, Phil, and they take this this critical race ideology and and this fourth wave feminism and this inter, and the intersection between them. They take it as gospel. This is literally well, yeah, their religion, I, I, dude. Like, I and, I, and I mean that. Like, I found it funny they were, you know, saying the future is female, but while also saying gender isn't real. And I'm like, well, which is it? Are you? I, I know you want to win yeah. this shit. Yeah. But, uh, that's a contradictory message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, Trump hates women. He said, "Grab him by the pussy." Uh, I'm sorry, but not all not all women have pussies. Okay. Yeah, some I men had, have pussies. Too. I had some rappers um, saying, you know, "Well, grab him by the pussy." He's ridiculous. I'm going. That's the name of your song. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're offended. It's your album. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, you know, I, but at some point it's a game. Like they're just it, it, the whole concept of this is just just constantly move now, the goalposts until you're right. He should you know, be it's, president it's, saying grab him by the pussy. But let's not act like that's a crazy no. concept. <laughs> but yeah, and it's also this idea that he said what other presidents have literally done. So that's what makes it better. I'm just what I have learned from the Trump presidency years is that people love. Love, 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 and, love to be lied to in ways I never would have imagined. Like this whole idea of uh, I keep it real, I keep it 100, just keep it 100 with me. It is the biggest oh, yeah. crock of shit. I will never not lie ever again in my life. There is no yeah. use for honesty. You should never apologize because we don't forgive a damn thing in this country. Uh, name one celebrity who's apologized for something and got yeah. their career back after And that's it. the thing. I, no. I look at a lot no. of the movements you, and I say, well, are you even allowing anyone's space to admit they did anything wrong and then to correct it and then mm -hmm. for us to move mm -hmm. on or are you going to keep bringing it up? So, yeah. Oh, that's a great point. I How mean, do they respond when you say that? Get the fuck out, Phil. <laughs> Who invited yeah, this guy? Basically, I, I'll shut some shit down, man. You, you know what someone said recently and it shattered my brain? They were talking about trans and they were like, you know, saying... Well, you know, if you're a person and, you know, the words they use, binary, non-binary, I don't know. You know, yeah. if you refuse yeah, you're, you're to cis, not you're cis, date you're, you're them, cis. that's transphobia. And some... Oh, they, no, did this listen, to, they did this to the rapper. Someone they did it. said back to them, well, trans people don't even date trans people, so they're transphobic. And I was like, whoa! Mm. <laughs> Mind mm. blown. Oh, just like, well, that's that, it. I, I think we've opened the loophole. <laughs>
but they're a lot, but well, hey, you know, you just do what Zuby did, and I just come out as a, as a trans woman yourself, yeah, as a that trans was woman. One of the funniest you know, was remember Kevin Spacey got caught with the like teenager at a party, and that motherfucker oh was like, God. "Oh, I'm gay," and they were like, "Oh, we don't give a fuck." Uh. <laughs> Yo, his actual statement was, uh, "I I realize now the people I've hurt oh, yeah. through my lies." And I and I now choose to live my life as an openly gay man, and it was like, well, hey, cool, good for you. About the fifteen yeah. year old, you fucked. Um, Even the gay community. Can was we, like, there, there we get no back to that? The LGBT for predator, motherfucker. <laughs> nah, but dude, honestly, unfortunately, man, that's something that the LGBT community's got to sort out. <laughs> they got to sort that shit out because. The, ped- the pedophiles are trying to edge their way in. They're trying to be like, yeah, you know, lo- lo- love is I no mean, gender. I, yeah, I absolutely. Far, love, you know, but... love has, love has no age. What? What? Huh? Spacey what? Was no? a funny motherfucker for that one. <laughs> yeah. It, and dude, Although, the funniest thing is he I got away admit, with it. It worked. I did like his excuse of, hey, man, I was drunk. What the fuck was a 14 year old doing at that party? <laughs> Because I have been drunk. Shit. There wasn't no 14 year olds there. The, the, he went, he went with the Roman Polanski defense. They gave that dude, Roman Polanski got an Oscar after banging a 13 year old girl. Different era. And I mean, you know, they, they were wild back then. So, but, and and I've I've already said, I'm Uh, a big fan of, you know, judging yesterday's people by today's standards. Because I feel like, you know, the, our, our grandkids Ugh. look at us yeah. smoking cigarettes and say, "How dare you endanger those other people?" Which I'm looking at your state, yeah, he probably right. The weed laws, and I'm almost laughing because mm-hmm. just in this short amount of time, weed is damn near more legal than the cigarettes. To where I feel like I'm gonna go in a restaurant soon, and it's gonna be smoking and non-smoking again. But for weed. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing the socialists get right. I've been ripping on socialists this whole time. One thing they get absolutely right. If if you make weed legal and you don't set free Man. everybody in jail on a weed charge. That bothers the fuck out you of know, me that's Kamala Harris and this whole thing. Like, yo, you, you know, five, six years ago, you were locking people up for that. Now you're sitting on TV smiling about La- laughing about it and how okay laughing it about it. So I'm just like, nah, you've ruined fucking families. Yes. And Obama exonerated a yeah. lot of people in his second term for, you know, nonviolent marijuana crimes mm-hmm. and shit like that, which is funny because I was arguing with somebody about that. And they were talking about they were using it to defend Joe Biden. And I said, you realize he actually was freeing all the people Joe locked the fuck up, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You don't exactly get a point yeah. on this one, but yeah, that. Oh my God, yeah, and it's just, yeah, white people, old rich white people are the, the greatest evil facing America. Okay, and that's why yeah, you should vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, what's even funnier is Kamala called him okay. you know, racist and right. sexist in the debates, and then now she works for him. And it's like, oh, uh, dude, it, it's tough. It's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow, man. It really is. It's 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 tough pill to, you know. You, I can't keep up with the. I just feel like it's just so yeah. disingenuous the woke shit, man. I feel like it's it's bad people 
that want desperately to cosplay as if they're good people without ever having to well, change any of the things that make yeah, them bad. Does that make that sense? We've never had a bad thought or said a bad thing, even. Or like, well, well, I just, I, I'm talking about individual people. Like, individual people get to oh, yeah. be as shitty as they have ever been. They just have to redirect and, their and shittiness to that, a different group Trump of people. You know, where they were with people, you know. I know motherfuckers that got their kids taken away from them that would be like, we need to get rid of Trump. And it's like, you don't even have your kids. What the fuck are you talking about? Get rid of Trump. <laughs> you, motherfucker, you are Trump. Yeah, yeah. And that's Shit, even what dude. I'm saying about the rest Yeah, of you know, man. It's, it's, uh... conundrum that it's like, you know, yeah, he, he probably should be president, but let's not act like that shit ain't in your songs. <laughs> yeah, you know, you see the thing with uh, you see the thing where Harden and Wet Restbook, the reason they want out of uh, Houston is because uh, the nah, owner was buddies with Trump or some that. shit. Yeah, that's the, apparently the reason they want out of Houston is because the owner of the Houston Rockets well, was like, is, is or is a good friend so, yeah, of Trump's or some free. shit like that. Uh, Bro, to me, man, it's just like how how does everybody know everything about everybody now? Well, I Why, like, I, like we know right. too much Let's about not each talk other. Talk about politics because it just muddies. Yeah, none of your damn business. You know, now identity politics and all these weird little subsects. Uh, yeah. What what the hell? You know what I, I I'm trying to remember as I'm talking to you where the hell I met you at, and then I'm like. It feels like in New York, you just, you know, you might see someone at a mic or some shit, and then you just know them for six years. I think I think you said the funniest shit anybody's ever said. I, I can actually tell you exactly what I met you, Phil. You, uh, we did uh, J.C. Best's Heckler show together uh. at, at Broadway Comedy Club, and it was a weird show. Nobody kind of knew what was going on. The audience kind of didn't know what was happening. So the comics tried to, like, heckle each other to get this thing going. And, and you said one of the funniest things. You actually broke my setup because it was so funny. You screamed out from the back. You go, how come your arms are the only part of you that's in shape? <laughs> and it was, it was so true. And it was so funny. And I, I actually lost my train of thought. I was like, yeah, I like that I motherfucker right there. Nico was tearing my ass up on yeah. the show. We did, like, a – he used, like, the God mic from upstairs. Yeah, man, yeah, that, yep, that was yep. Goddamn JC Best, man. He's he's been on the podcast, so he was all. And yeah, for those yeah, of you listening, I, you go back and listen to that episode. He was telling me about like his wife finding out he was gay and like getting in a fight with her. And I was like, motherfucker, have you ever fought any men? Yeah. I don't want to know. Shit. Yeah, the, again, that's the Chris Brown. He now, didn't apologize for be, shit. He was be, like, "Yeah, you weren't." Uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, let me let me correct that for those of you listening. I'm not saying she should beat his ass because he was gay. I'm saying she should beat his ass because they were married and he did not disclose that information. <laughs> <laughs> that's How dare you, Philip? How dare you? That sound bite up and be like, "You see, yeah. that's it." Yeah. Like, yep. You just saying Gillis. You, well, well, you, you just saying Gillis yourself, bud. No SNL for you. People we've been speaking about is censorship and all this shit. To me, is that if you don't like the police, why the fuck are you acting like them? Because a lot of this shit feels yeah. like there you that. go. 
like somebody. Yeah. Not that yeah. they're taking it's a you great to jail, point. but that they're giving you a ticket for, you know. And if you get three tickets, we'll take your yeah. car or we'll put a boot on it. No, no, 100%. That's a great point. They are culture cops. And for I, sure, and they're culture you, cops, man. Racially, and, and, and it feels like, for me, and I even say this to some of my more progressive, or I, I call them fake progressive, black friends, of if you dislike mm-hmm. white people, and I mean, this is, you know, the basis of who you are, you despise them so much, mm-hmm. then why are you embracing all the shittiest aspects of them? And by that, I mean, you know, oh, I'm depressed mm. or I was anxious. Uh, I yeah. was having a panic attack. And it's just like the only time to mm-hmm. panic is when you being fucking attacked, motherfucker. Like, what does that even mean? Mm. What is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, again, man, I think it just goes back to people who hate themselves or hate what, what's gone on in their life. And they've been given carte blanche they, they, to, to not accept that they had anything to do with it. That it's always somebody else. It's always either a yeah, system problem like, or this yeah, boogeyman. I, I or things over because I was having a panic attack. And it's like, well, you acting like a Karen, yeah. motherfucker. You said you don't like her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, it, it, in our in our community especially, right? Like, how many times do you, do you see people right underneath a like? I've seen this dude more times than I can count under a, a flyer for a show back when we used to do Hilarious. these things called comedy shows, and people could come and it was cool. We'd have these flyers, and then like somebody would write, "Oh, cool, yeah. so there's one black guy on the show," or "Oh, wow, you you allowed one woman on the show," and they'd be they'd always be comics, and it's like one. All right, well, now you're never getting booked ever. I'm never going to book you. That's not the way to go about it. And two, hey, if you right. want to be booked, be funny, dude. Like, you, like what the hell? Like, there's no, nobody has ever in their life said, wow, this person's really funny, but we've already got one female <laughs> on the show. Like, it's never like, happened. It's you know, never I mean, happened. To your point, you're right. But I do, I, I agree with the sentiment of, wow, only one black person on the show, meaning this is not diversity. You know, one is not right, but I do agree with you on. There's a way to mm-hmm. go about that, and that certainly ain't the goddamn way. Yeah, be funny, but just be funny. Like I don't like I. I don't think Greer Barnes has I mean, trouble getting booked on anything. True, right? But but then when you think about it, and I mean, this is from years of experience in New York. Greer is one of the funniest motherfuckers in mm-hmm. the city, and. You'll have yes. that, and you'll have three white guys with no credits running the show, and it's kind of like, well, if that's your standard for him, where's your standard? But so, you, are, are you talking? Are you talking about the people who produce the shows, or who, who the clubs allow to produce, or produces the show? But I'll say again, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's diversity, and and. and the numbers alone, when you count, you know, six white guys, one woman, one black dude, I do go, all right, well, diversity be two or three. And I think it should lean more towards two. Well, let me let me let me tell you, as a guy who produced a show, a, a pretty cool show for a couple years in Jersey City, you know, one of the things that comes down to it with women especially, right? Yeah, they don't work on the cheap. If you are, there are so few women that are commercially funny and universally funny 
I mean, not now. Now I just canceled myself, but it's it's just, and no, that's not to say that women aren't faster. funny. That's I'm not what I'm saying. What I am, they they start working and, so and they skip the whole line. Their, it, it, their, it, um, what's the word? Yes, for their uh, sense of self and and what they are gonna try to ask for for the show often is a little more than it needs yeah. to be. And, and you know I what? And and they're but they're but they're also getting booked though. But they're getting booked. So where I could get a, a really good comic to come out and you know give me twenty minutes, uh, you know, come across and I you know I'd feed them and I'd pay their way and you know they they'd be charging me like road booking or they'd be quoting me like lo- road booking charge and I'm like yeah, yeah no, the house is gonna bring in five hundred tonight like that's you know what I'm saying like God bless you and, and and I'm not I don't hold it against them. But then when the other side of it is, well, how come you don't book X, Y, Z? Bro, she, she's yeah. already she's already making more than I can afford. Yeah. But by the time you've heard of this woman, well, yeah, there's less, she's being there's booked elsewhere. Them, so they you know, work faster. And like I said, sometimes that price, that asking price, no is doubt a about high. it. And I'll definitely say this, though, for them. I don't think one is diversity. I think it puts too much pressure on them, meaning, you know, if there's too much pressure. You think it puts pre- pressure on or, the yeah, the, on per- the person of color? Mainly, I'd say for the women that I see out there of like you know, if you see four white guys, right? And one of them bombs, you don't leave yep, going yep. white guys aren't funny. You go that white guy John was not funny. Whereas if you've only got one woman a lot of times, the crowd does leave thinking women aren't funny. And it's like, no, that one woman, but if you had a second that, one, then that was like the redeemer. And even for black comics sometimes, of if you had a second one, then that one doesn't feel so much pressure to fucking kill every time. I, I've, I've come to understand that concept of having to represent um, yeah. you know, more than yourself in everything that you do. It's been expressed to me by people that, that I really trust and love, so Although I, 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 I would say to me, that's the closest thing to a white privilege that I've ever felt that I would be willing to admit anyway, is uh, I have never once in my life ever given a shit uh, about anybody thinking about right. me outside of Gerard Heron. You know, like I have never once thought I carried... The, the torch for Irish Americans. I've never once thought like, oh man, how are people going to think about white men after this? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I could not care freaking less. Um, you know, I, like the, the idea of, the whole- um, you know, it, 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 no, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I've done a bunch of black rooms and, and I've been, you know, black rooms are fun, man. If I just, I refuse to do racial comedy. Like, I refuse to go up and, and talk about the fact that I'm white. I talk about the fact that I'm fat, or I talk about sex, or I talk, like, the universal, the universality of it to me is the, what's beautiful about this art form, is going into a room, not knowing a single person in that room, and within oh, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes, they feel like they've known you for years, you know, so... That that's what I love about the art, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody who who set is race based or gender based or you know they they speak your truth. It's just for me personally, you know, part of of what I love about doing this and being able to travel and do this is how how powerful it feels 
to connect oh, yeah. with uh, a black woman it, in Houston. It brings more people and, together usually than it does, you know, apart. No matter what the internet says, we're actually in the thick of yeah. seeing it live. So I'd say me. That's a great point, man. And it, it is true. Authenticity, meaning like I was at a show and uh, Paul Mooney, I watched him Paul Mooney and he was saying crackers. Oh, no, it was Dick Gregory before Dick Gregory passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Caroline's, I met him. You saw Dick uh, Gregory live? Yeah, probably like, this was probably like four years Holy ago. Holy shit. What was and Dick Gregory like? He was saying cracker, like, you know, cracker. Wow. That was how he was referring to white people. This black guy yeah. said to me off stage, you go, man, that's some real mm-hmm. shit. I think I'm going to start saying that. And I just looked right back at him and went, that dude was born in like 1920. Fuck you. <laughs> Like, like, like he's actually yeah. seen a no comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he can talk that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He... Aren't you engaged to a white woman? What the fuck are you even like? Oh, uh, there it is. Always, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the That's Kamala, man. Kamala talking about we need equity and systemic racism. And this is my husband, Stephen. When people act like her and uh, Attorney General (laughs) Daniel Cameron are any different. And I see black women sometimes saying that shit. And I'm like, hold Mm -hmm. up now. Mm -hmm. If we're going to judge him by his partner, then we got to judge her. Oh, shit. I cannot believe you have not been killed by a black woman yet for the shit you post, man. But you know what? And, and this is one thing I've always said for myself. Just I'm uh, a hit dog or holler, Phil. But you, you must be getting close to the truth. A hit dog or holler, boy. That I like are not soft people. So most of the shit I'm saying, which even you know, the funniest thing oh, about man. grabbing by the pussy kind of was there's some women who like that shit. There are some women who God, who I miss I miss Patrice O'Neill. He's my favorite. Oh man. Can you can you imagine Patrice O'Neill yeah, in today's environment? Imagine, can you imagine Patrice? You know, the way the way you just the way you just talked about that, I just heard Patrice's whole <laughs> bit on how black <laughs> women are warlike. You this can't scare me. People, you ever hear that bit? Oh my God, dude. That about me too a lot. And I mean, obviously, some of these guys needed to be gone. That's so fair enough. But they needed to be gone. But also, but also, <laughs> she she didn't have to wait until her movie career was over. Time. She had twenty million in the bank to come out either, though. No more Botox. I got to tell him. <laughs> hey. Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we we all we all do things we're not proud of, man. And uh, with the shit that man, I've done that I'm not proud of, didn't get me a shit. leading role in eight Hollywood films. I can promise you that shit. Role. How mad she gonna be about being mad? <laughs> like the casting couch was real. That was also a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. That's the that's the the one who actually took Harvey Weinstein down was that was the he makeup artist. The makeup artist was the one that was like, and we're like, come on, Harvey, what the hell are you doing? I just yeah, I just don't understand why they just don't kill you people know like what? that. Well, whatever. That, that's neither here nor there. What were you saying? Motherfucker for the whole Me Too movement. Do you remember the uh was it Michigan State coach? 
He got ta- he got taken down like the gymnastics coach, right? Which one? Larry Nash. Izzo? And remember there was a guy. Oh, yeah. His daughters, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Both of his daughters were taught by Larry Nassar. And he walked right into the courtroom. He stared the judge right now. Yeah. Said, Do you mind if I have a moment with this motherfucker? And then he leaped across the table. Oh, I saw. Oh, dude. I saw that. I didn't watch. I saw that documentary. That documentary was horrifying, man. Like, like, yo. Oh, my God. A lot of this shit is true. Some of you motherfuckers should be getting swung on. Let yeah, and, and not just let the dad, let, let the, the dad mother, have a minute, man. And that was heartbreaking because he had because both of his daughters, you know, obviously, I know, yeah, you know, physical violence, yep. you're going to jail, so you don't always, but it, but you could at least smack a motherfucker. Well, the guy, it when 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 he swung at him, he tried to hold himself yeah, back, and then Nasser like giggled at him, and then and then that was you know, that was like, all right. Okay. Yeah, that's I, I did. I, I mean, you grew up playing. I have sports, no idea. Like, like uh, ooh, that's a the amount of trust as a parent. The amount of trust as a parent you have to have to or give son, your daughter you over to a program. To say, you know what I'm saying? Why my son and, playing skins versus skins? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> you gotta ask some questions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but yeah. that's the thing, and a lot of people. Don't yeah, know. man. Yes, it's the truth. Everyone remembers Paternal, right? And uh, what was the guy with him? Not Paternal. Yeah. Sandusky. And then oh, Sandusky. right on Sandusky. the heels of Sandusky was the Syracuse coach, uh, Bernie Fine. People forgot about that, but it was a oh, lot of... Oh, that's right. Um, I forgot work, about you know, that. It's the whole circus. And Beheim Be- kept Carmelo his job. I forgot about that. You get to stay. But but no, you know what? Oh my God! Bernie Fine, they they ruled that those boys were too old. They were like, I hate to tell you this, and Dio Hewley does the joke, but he goes, "Uh, motherfucker, you were in a relationship. (laughs) There was no abuse here. (laughs) Really? You were grown, and that was kind of oh my. well, well, Sandusky wasn't nah, doing, was doing it to the college football so was, players. Sandusky was doing it at right. He was doing it at the camps. He was doing it at the camps, man. And and what I want to know is the two assistants, like with Joe Paterno, man, and Joe's a Brooklyn guy, man. Yeah, and, fucked and, up his you know, legacy, man. You, you want to believe this killed him? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, well, it actually I killed him. Know. He died from the stress of this. There's no doubt in my mind. But you know what though, like. Yo, how, how bad? How good of a defensive coordinator did this guy have to be? Yeah, man. Like, I like you can't you can't find somebody else to run a three four defense. No, you can't find somebody else to to, to put a defense. blitz scheme together. Jesus Christ, yeah, Sandusky. It's oh Sandusky my God, Almighty, dude. Yeah, he's in jail. I mean, that's like that's like having OJ date your man, daughter, but you know what? He's 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 I'm, rushing I'm for two thousand. He's rushing for two thousand a year, so we're just gonna keep this thing. <laughs> Phone call, Hillary. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. That you know, that's a I don't shame know. That, that, does that he dead? Maybe maybe he died. I don't I don't know. Dirty motherfuckers living with all the secrets. But I guess, but I guess there wasn't no secret to him. But yeah, people forgot. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah, then it was Bernie Fine, then it was 
the guy with Elmo and, and I completely completely here, forgot about Bernie Fine. I'll never forget Jesse Smollett and how funny that was. Oh uh, well, you know, man, <laughs> I, I I I wish something would have happened to Jesse yeah. Smollett. I, I gotta be honest. I, I do. I wish like like it's like all right, Jesse, like and, and I think we need to get creative with, with our we need to Honestly. we need to get creative with, with our our uh, our sentencing. Yeah, our punishments. We need to get creative, man. It's like, all right, Jesse, you know what you have to do? Oh, now you man. actually have to That's walk crazy. through Fort Worth, that. Texas. You know, you gotta walk through Fort Worth, Texas with with you know we're gonna do we're gonna do a three mile walk of shame in Fort Worth, Texas. You gotta wear a cowboy hat and a MAGA right shirt, and, that, and that's your punishment for this bullshit. You know, well, like that's what I'm saying, man. Like you know, like we we don't need to we don't need to but you know what punish that's the shit out of people. We need to start embarrassing people out of stupid myself, shit. You know, let's let's give every news story 24 hours. You know, they wanna they wanna make fake news a thing, but a lot of it is. Okay, the media gets paid to push propaganda, right? I come on the uh, 6 o'clock news. I tell you there mm-hmm, were three mm-hmm. break-ins in your area. Then we cut to a commercial, and it's a uh, Brink security system. You need to buy this for your home. It's only $39.99 a month. But once uh-huh, we start hitting uh-huh. with the add-ons, come on. I used to oh, work for ADT, you, I know. Listen. You're so telling them all. You're telling them all the secrets now, now Phil. That's the function of that. Now, mind you, I'm being paid by corporations to push that fear onto you. So then you mm-hmm. come on social media and you say, "Well, this is all controlled by us, right?" Then you look and you see, you know, 50 people have shared that Justice Smollett has been attacked. Now, here's what's funny to me: some of these people live in Chicago. Go help mm-hmm. that motherfucker then. But you wasn't. You're just going to share this article. No no one's paying you. No one's paying oh, you. No. no, and I mean, the real life example Feels so bad. was here. Oh, no. We had a girl. Uh, what was this little girl's name? It was in the Bronx. And, they, you know, she said she faked her own kidnapping. And she didn't want to go back to, I think, Honduras or Panama. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And, yeah. you know, they put out a thing, you know, brown. We're looking yeah. for a brown four-door sedan. And all I'm thinking as I see all these people from New York share it is, you know, Jesse was six months before this. So you still haven't learned your goddamn lesson. You're not a newsman. Mm-hmm. Man, I and, and, you, know, and, you, know, and you knew you knew immediately? You you thought it was fishy immediately? Now. Oh, well, you anti, you don't like Jesse because he's gay, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, because then. Uh-oh. Oh no! What well, that's him? that's what happened to Francis Ellis. You know Francis Ellis? Oh, oh dude, that's that's how he lost the gig of all time at Barstool. Is yeah, he he basically said uh, there was this woman, uh, this white woman went missing when she was like hiking, and and he basically was like, oh well, we finally have a white justice Uh-oh. She just doesn't know how to tell her husband. I need a divorce, and he he made like oh, he wrote this whole blog, shit. and then like four hours later, she was he found dead. The gun. Yeah, and then he he and then he tried writing a retraction, oh, and he tried an oh my man, god, I'm I'm a comedian, and they were just like and, and, myself, I like yeah, and be right on top of it. Boom, somebody died. Here's a funny little joke, or you know, even like I told you with animal, I go. I try to keep it cute. Yeah. Like, to you know, to Francis's credit. We did one last three count. 
to, to Francis's credit, he's owned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you know what though? Hey, look, man. You and, know and, what? And, and your, know your, your job is not to be sympathetic. Your job is to be funny. Up, and damn it, man. Phil. I mean, it's fucked up. You're that funny as hell. So. You gotta be careful. Well, that's like, that's where. Uh, well, if you can dish it, yeah, really, that's, that's where his whole. Well, you know the problem is too, man. The normal everyday person doesn't understand what it's like to be in this constantly cynical, yeah. looking for the funny thing. Like, like you know, like this is just the way we're wired, man. Like I, the other. The the other day, my dad was all all messed up, man. And he was one of his. He found out one of his one of his good friends got cancer. And uh, you know, and immediately my knee joke was my knee joke was like, <laughs> "Well, he's gonna lose a lot of weight, isn't that good?" It's like yeah. that's that's oh, not man. nope nope. Yeah, we that's not the answer. That's not the right those one. Those tendencies nope. are in us to you know want to get those thoughts out there, but it's just the level of like, eh, maybe I don't need it. Maybe I don't need it that bad. I'll, I'll tell you in short. Yeah. In short, it didn't land. It didn't. In short, it, it didn't, I had a family member. It didn't land. Stab a family member, and I had a joke. But it was my dad's brother, and it's a level of like you don't need a joke. Oh, you don't need a joke that bad. Oof. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. I I, 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 I kind of want to hear it. I, well, it was that the, the only joke, and I never could get it to work. Was that I don't want to hear older? It. So I said, "Well, you couldn't wait." I'm like this motherfucker's seventy. You couldn't, you couldn't just wait. <laughs> no, no. Okay, now in a couple years, that's pretty funny, isn't it? Like you know, like a few years of like I've been trying to turn me getting stabbed in, in Nashville. I've been trying to turn that into a joke on, on stage. Yeah, I was worried about you. Yeah, I should have never like, put that I mean, on my Instagram, I think, but I was, I was concussed. I think we were in quarantine, time, too, so. so it was like, yo, what no, the yeah, fuck? No, yeah, I almost died. I almost died, yeah. Yeah, yeah. stabbed in Nashville. That sounds whole, like a country song. Whole story, whole story. I did. I got stabbed in Nashville, and, and I, I was the most – it was my fault for being um, – I, I was in a in a room full of nothing but like five foot five college God, age damn, white people, yeah. and I just didn't think and, they and had I it mean, in them. Were and they you on the me wrong. So you were doing so, shows and that. <laughs> I, I just did it. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we had just did a show in Chattanooga. Oh, that's that already that, great. So we were hanging out with, with the rapper, rapper named Jelly Roll. Named Jelly Roll. Um, a cool. white rapper named yeah. Jelly Roll in Nashville. <laughs> a white rapper. A white rapper named Jelly Roll. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh it was a lot of fun and he's an awesome dude, man. And we he was throwing a party. Uh he was about to have his one millionth subscriber on YouTube. So we, we was throwing a party at his studio and I'm with my Hold on, so you, this is jelly and roll, but you're we're getting torn up. And I don't drink liquor anymore. Man, because... this sound like the blackest goddamn story. Nobody's That's got right. a real yeah. name. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's these girls see me on Jelly Roll's um, story or whatever on Instagram, and they start hitting me up. And we're, I'm trying to get them to come by the uh, 
Now remember, I'm newly I'm newly single at this time. After four years, my girl left me, and you know I'm, I got that I got that single. You know when you're single after yeah, four years, you, you know what you're, breaking you're that first desperate. one's the you hardest just to, to you break. You just have to get as much of it as you can. Nah, no. Yeah, but I then you just like it's like, like a long you just feel like you need to make up for so same, much lost right? time, and like it took me like three months to finally chase one down. And once I broke that one, it was like, all right, pussy's just everywhere now. So, yeah, and, and you know, it's still in your mind is almost like this weird thing where it's like you're cheating, and it's like it's you know, so you're just constantly oh, yeah. on the prowl, and it, it makes you way less attractive to women, by the way, because like you, you're. You're just you're, trying you're just hard. you're just dogging every like you're just going up to every girl whatever right so I'm, yeah hell yeah desperate stinks of desperation man and um so we we're inviting these girls these girls are pretty good looking but they're young young man I didn't even I'm like you know old enough to have an Instagram I guess or whatever old enough to drink so come to come to this uh mm-hmm. come to this party come to this party come to this party she she just keeps hitting me up. And I'm like, I don't want a pen pal. Like, what's happening? Are you coming or not? It's like, well, I can't come. Um, why don't you come after the party? Yeah. Just come here after the party. I was like, all right, fine. Um, like a moron, right? So, so Cap is like, we we were torn up, bro. So Cap is kind of passes out. Normally, me yeah, and him yeah, go in a place yeah, together. To That's 600 pounds of beef. Like, people don't mess with us. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know. And, but I'm like, I'm rolling solo dodo. She said it's just her and a couple of friends. I show up, I, I take an Uber to this place yeah. thinking I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get me a, a little cutie to spend the night with. Ah, and Phil, yeah. it is a whole ass college party, man. And I walk in and I'm like, man, I should just walk out. But I'm also like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll be chill. It'll be cool. They're treating me like a pseudo celebrity. They're like, Let's "Oh my god, you're the guy with Jelly Roll and Catfish." Are they like coming? And I'm like, "Nah." Nah. After yeah, you know, Catfish and Jelly Roll. I'd be like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I'm uh, home." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You go eat your cornbread. That's my name. Um, and yeah, so anyway, you know, I talked to the girl, and the very first thing, as she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you came." She gives me a hug, and then this guy oh, walks up right behind so her. So wait, goes, you met hey, her what's on up? Like I'm a uh, boyfriend. I'm like, oh, uh, what? Not I yeah, said so, Uber Tinder. She no, she ah. saw me. So Jelly Roll took like some stories on his Instagram and tagged us. She she must follow him because he's like super locally famous. He's like Nashville grown. And then she's trying to hit me up. And she's like, well, you know, so I'm like, I, I just pulled her aside. I was like, hey, you had a boyfriend. This shit's not cool. I thought, she's like, well, my friend really likes you. You just stick around. And she introduced me to her friend. Her friend was kind of cute. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm playing beer pong with these kids. Again, I, I should have left. Yeah. There's so many red flags, man. But blonde hair and whiskey make you, you know, whatever. You know, I'm playing beer pong. And these guys very clearly do not want me there. And they're like, this one dude just starts talking shit. And I'm like, I, I literally yeah. tell a dude, I was like, bro, I talk shit for a living. I don't know if this is the path you want to go here. <laughs> and he keeps going. So I just start laying into this dude. I just start laying into this cat. And he's like, well, how old are you? Are you know, what, what are you? What are you here, grandpa? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Shit, if I was your age, I'd be dick deep in a woman right now. I'm not playing <laughs> beer pong with somebody who's going to fuck one of your bitches. Jeez. You know, like, 
I'm like, if you, if you need, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sinking a shot. I'm like, God sent me here to teach you little motherfuckers how to kick game, so you don't have to sit in the corner fucking jerking. Watch me off. work. Just, oh, just, you watch watch talking, me work. All right. You were talking. So, shit. I'm talking. Oh, I'm, that's great. Watch me work. I'm talking big shit, dude. And yeah, so then he starts getting this little dude starts getting crazy with it. I'm like, all right, man, you need to stop. And then him and his other buddy are like, you got to get the fuck out of here, man. Blah, 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 blah. And now I should very obviously leave. And that's exact. So what ended up happening was, that, you know, I'm like, hey, I will leave. All right. But as soon as these two guys go sit over there, if they go sit down, I will walk out this door. And they decided, no, they weren't going to do it. So, like, again, bro, like. Dude, I, I if I if I wanted to be a professional yeah. fighter, I could have been a professional fighter. I turned down a contract God, for damn. American Top Team. I was thirty nine. Can 39 people look and one, that shit up? You know, as 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 a, as a grappler. What was your fight so like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up, man. I, I won the Pan Am. My, Gerard Hearn. Uh, I I I beat. I'm gonna look that um, shit up. I didn't even realize that. Federation. I beat JJF. Yeah, no, I was I was yeah. actually in 2015. I was ranked number two in the world in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or uh, heavyweight. Um, but anyway, man, so I'm I'm thinking in my mind as like these dudes are attacking me, I cannot hurt these children because I'm gonna have to be like in a Nashville. I love it though. You're like I'll fuck that chick, 30, but I'm not hurting you guys. Party. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey. After four years in a relationship, <laughs> I probably would have been oh, in that man, mindset, too. Jesus. Like, it's fuck true. it. It's true. It's true. You know, and, dude, Jeez. the whole the whole ass house. Did you get in a couple hits on like those two dudes that stairs. wouldn't sit down? Uh, yeah, there's like 11 of them, 12 of them. As it, as they start, as I started yeah. getting swarmed, I stopped being kind, and I started really throwing hammers. And then I saw it come from over the top, and I, and because I was drunk, I was too slow, and I could still I could still see it. The bottle of fireball, this dude swung Damn. a whole ass bottle of fireball, smashed me in the head, split me split me open. That's where all that blood came from. I needed uh, eight staples in my forehead, and then while I was covered up, you know, while he hit me and I covered my head up. One of those dudes Damn. hit me uh, once in my side and twice in, in my back, man. Um, this is a very yeah, got, white got, trash story. They hit you with a up, bottle man. of fireball. They got me good. They got me good, man. <laughs> oh, it was definitely a college house Ooh, fireball. party. And then stabbed fireball. me twice. God damn. Shit, bro. And then, so the funniest part about it, man, is my ex actually saw the story. And, you know, she, she hits me up and she was like, what the hell were you doing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. wasn't a great idea. She was like, well, you learned a lesson, right? Nope. I'm thinking in my, I'm thinking in my mind, I want to say yes, <laughs> but the, the next time a chick hits me up in my DMs and is like, you want to come over? I got to be oh, honest, bro. Man. I feel like I got that's my ass great. out the way. I'm, I'm, I'm owed something else. You know, that's, that's what I like about you is that you're like, you know, to be yeah. honest, you know what? I'd you probably know what? do that shit again. And that—that's the best part about it. I know? gotta be yeah. real with I you, man. My physical well-being again. That's. <laughs> I want to say no, yeah. 
but then I also I got that little bit right. of the, the hangover, the little Asian guy in yeah. me. Like, but did you die? A fucking bottle of fireball. <laughs> like the cops come at some point? How did it stop? Yeah. Smashed. Oh, dude. Dude, the night yo, there's so much more to this story. I, I, what the hell? I'll just tell the whole thing. Um, so I'm I'm stumbling down the block and I'm yeah, doing that incoherent, crazy. You were bloody um, Instagram story that I did as I'm yeah, and, and my and my and my brain is bleeding and I'm concussed and, and I'm like asking people to come help me kick these people's asses in Nashville. Uh, or at least that's what I think I'm saying, but all all you heard because as I'm bleeding everywhere. So I called an Uber and the Uber saw me, my giant ass, yeah, bleeding out good. everywhere and called the cops. And and, and the cops showed up and that sounds about um, right, but whatever happened, man. I guess yeah. I had like blacked out or something, man. And the cops the Yes. Yeah, so, so the cops like they they kick me to like wake me up. They're like, buddy, buddy, uh, did did uh, what what yeah. happened? Did, you know, they they thought it was somebody else's blood. They were like, did you hurt somebody? Did you hurt somebody? And I'm and I'm seeing three cops, and then the two cops on the side feel they got their hands yeah, on their fucking sidearms, like like they they have their hands on on their holsters. And that yeah. that's that's what I said. I was like, yo, am I did I just get jumped and I'm about to get shot? They're like, no, 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 nobody, nobody's shooting anybody, buddy. Nobody's shooting anybody. They were like, you uh, went to a happened. church. And I was like, no, nah, man, black fuck people. this. Am I under arrest? Or like, you're not under arrest. And I was like, well, and you're like, oh, the fucking liberal comments were right. This whole yeah. Bro, they let Bro, they let me they they let me yeah. get into the Uber and the Uber drove me and they followed me back to the to the place. Um they found me back to our Airbnb and I went into the Airbnb and they, they broke that. They like, broke yeah, down the door you tried the to just be tough. They forced me to get into the ambulance. And I, I tried to, yes. I tried to decline. Yeah, no, but I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be tough. I was just like, I was so dude, I was so shot. I was so shot out between being like ridiculously drunk and then just get, nah, got, I got been domed, there before too. I'm I bleeding out. I'm just yeah, like, just let me sleep. Just let me like, sleep. Oh, it's like, get the fuck away. You're just going to make this work. Yeah, they saved my life, man. They literally saved my life. They, uh, I ended up needing 16 staples in, in my side. Um, yeah, I, I would have died. I, I would have bled out. So they, they, uh, they did their job. They saved my life. And then the worst part about this shit is they tried to convince me to press charges by by right. that the hospital would waive my if medical you were attacked, bills. Did you tell them it was two dudes with MAGA hats and they had rope and bleach? Yeah. <laughs> Check me out on Empire. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have. I should have. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Not these two black guys Biden, and riding man. for Biden hats. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. It was um, it was the Lilliputians, bro. It was ten five foot five, hundred and twenty pound white dudes, man. And you know what? You know, everybody asked me, Phil. They're like, you know, why didn't you press charges? And you know what, man? Um, you know, <laughs> so you you, you actually like that war, was a we're preview need some men of like will. They, so I, they you know, were I don't showing take... you what they're willing to do for their country. Yeah, you know, I I, I did I. 
I didn't think these See, little now, tracks pronouns had in them, but damn it, you know, they said they were going to do it, that's, and they did it, and I got to respect hey, it. But, we no, called no. you the right pronouns, sir. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, man? Honestly, bro, because I, I put myself in their shoes, and I can only imagine what would happen. Yeah, it's one of those giant biker looking. You know, we got to take this guy down. It's kind of similar to you know, uh, you know going into jail, and they say hit the biggest dude. You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. I, I nah, take, I love your I perspective hand, of you just know, taking the blame. Gonna, like yeah, that was kids lives, what the man, fuck ever. I'm alive. It was stupid. I should I I should have yeah. left. I, I'm alive. I should have left a million times. There was a million red flags. My boys, my boys think that that they. Nah, me I up. mean I've been uh, around. It I don't think and I got family in happened, Memphis, but they're like, so bro, this is I've the been you know in the south, time. and it's just a level of like disrespect, a little of like, well, who the fuck are you to even be here, and then to talk shit to us, and then also a level of like, this will be fun, a fun story for yeah. us to tell. And they probably, yeah. the guy that hit you with the bottle, they had nothing to do with him. He just was an opportunist. <laughs> and I mean. That's it. The whole, yeah, the whole, the whole party came down to get in on the fight. And you're right. It is, uh, it's definitely something about the South where. Yeah, it's a little bit North, of a New York talk shit. Oh, and it's you, culturally like still all love. Like it's, we find it, we find it funny. Yeah, people talk. Yeah, shit. hey, yeah, this fucking hey, you fat piece of shit. What's up, Jew boy? Like that don't that don't that does not fly. Nah, down. You are right. same they, way when they, I got jumped, they were like, not you know, getting being funny, incoherent. Heated, and like, they what were the getting fuck? Heated, heated. Where am I even? And I remember this cop, uh, like you know, coming and saying, uh, you know, which way did yeah. they go? And you know, asking me questions. I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. I can barely think. Then he looks at me, and I remember him turning on me and just kind of going, wait a minute, are you a drug dealer? And being like, oh, fuck. Hey, come on, man. Get the fuck. Like, I barely know where I'm at. Oh, <laughs> and you're asking me about drugs, motherfucker? Like, I'm always trying to solve a fucking crime. <laughs> then I'm also looking at him like, where were you when the motherfuckers was jumping me? Shit. Sprinkle some crack on him. Yo, this is... You're a big motherfucker, this though. This is the so I third time I They look up and they see and they go, you believe that shit? Uh, yeah, it's going to be, we're going to need that's, backup that's the on problem, this. problem, bro. Whereas with my little ass, I, they jumped me just out of, uh, well, you came around here looking mm. for somebody. So mm. we're going to give you the guy you were looking for and five more guys. <laughs> I was about that. That's the last goddamn time I went looking for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I let them yeah. find you. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, shit. shit. Oh, that was the funny yeah. thing Is about that. What was that, the last dude, time anybody actually uh, shot the pair of one, man? Like, man, man don't do nothing dumb. You know, don't get no gun and go back over there. And like two weeks later, I was watching the news, and that motherfucker was going to prison. <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like, ah, you got me, motherfucker. No, really? Oh. Dude, there was a guy I went to high school with. Um, he was he was the baddest. Did dude. you say Corn Pop? Corn Pop was a bad dude. Do you know anyone a with a real dude. name? He was about two <laughs> years older than everybody else. Yeah, Corn Pop was a bad dude, man. 
No, no. Oh, man. Court Joe Biden's Biden, Joe, shoot Joe him in the Biden legs, Biden. About people feeling his leg hair. And Why don't we just shoot him stuff. in the legs? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, shoot him in the legs, Biden. Yeah, look up his. Oh, man. Not look, corn look pop. Look up his corn pop story. He's talking to, like, a group of black people, and he's trying to relate to them by being like, yeah, well, you know what? You may think I'm just some some white guy from Wilmington. You know, up in uh, Delaware, summer, I'd go down uh, the community pool. Yeah, gotta, there was uh, Cory Booker the, the and that story. T-bone it's, it's story. Most... Cor- Corny Booker and that T-bone story. Yeah, you know me and T-bone, oh and it's like, God. is that what you think happens in Newark? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I I met I I played I played for the Newark Bears for two years when when yeah when my yeah. when my career was winding down I met Corey. Uh huh. Oh, that, he's that cold switching shit. shit. Where Obama see, sees white people and sees black people. You, yeah. No, it's one of those things. Bro, I, he was black doing person, it. It exists, like person to person. But it shouldn't be such and, a like, hard switch what? if that makes sense. Dude, Cory Booker, I don't, you know, this is going to hurt some people's feelings. Yeah, you know, get First me of all, you know, it's like get the me Alex Jones. That the gay. <laughs> I don't know why he just doesn't come out. Oh, man. Not an answer to you. So yo, yo, I'm telling you, he's got a Brazilian type. boyfriend on Ferry Street and everything. It's the worst kept secret. Second of all, he's a McGreevy. Neither confirm nor deny these things. He's a Jimmy McGreevy. The other thing, man, is like, he, he bro, he he grew up in yeah. freaking West Orange, like the, the most expensive town in Jersey. He went to Stanford, all right. Like, yo, Cor- Corey a little bit, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely looks Corey's like, uh, like Corey from Jefferson Boy, from in Boy the face world, there. man. You know, and, and look, he's and definitely a Boston market black. Uh oh, there's yeah, no seasoning yeah. on Corey, the food. <laughs> Look, man. I just again, though, man. To me, it's just—that's so the credit I'll give Obama. I feel like Obama like, was just kind of who he to, was. To try to like somehow solidify. Hey, we'll end there. We fucking oh, dude, Obama's somewhere. the greatest that motherfucker oratory salesman of and all I mean, time. For me, not just that he was black, which is why for him. We'll be honest. I didn't give a fuck, but. The only president in my time that had no skin. Well, half, you know, well, half. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Bush stole a goddamn election pre-social media. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. And then Trump, Trump. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. now I'm looking at Obama CIA? like, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna get a good job. I mean, whatever people stole that was still this one. I know there's some shit, you know, drone strikes and whatever else, but it's like, you know what? That motherfucker ran a clean campaign. Oh, dude. Read, read his... This is the thing I don't yeah. like about Obama, man. It, it, the, the arrogance of it, you know, because, like, read his memoir. He just came out with his second memoir where he talks he talks about the drone strikes. And, and he basically, like, is... He, he blames... He blames <laughs> the people he killed in the drone strikes... Well, it wasn't the people he killed that made him about feel having bad, to do it. He, no, I'm saying because they're somehow gone. Somehow, the victim. Yes, it was. Hey, it, man, fuck it. that. I ain't reading. 
Yes, we, oh, you got to that board. He, he is the victim here. He's the, he's he's like you know, I... <laughs> bro. He he also he also talks about how he got into socialism and I Marx and Engels because out. he thought it would help. Him oh, the get funniest laid. thing I've seen so it will like, get damn. off of here on this. Yeah, one. recently, like, so you know, with the we, whole Biden uh, get, Trump battle is that clip of Obama drinking the Flint water where he fake drink the Flint water for like two seconds <laughs> in front of the uh, Michigan crowd. Oh. And it's like, I've never seen somebody put down a glass of water oh. so quick. <laughs> then like the camera zooms in on the glass and that shit is half full <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Yeah. The funniest, the funniest shit Obama did during this uh, campaign season. They were in Orlando, and uh, he, he, you know, he builds the crowd up into a roar. And as a comedian, as a guy who oh, I like hosting, I legitimately like hosting. This made me laugh so, so hard. And your next president of the United <laughs> States, my friend Joe <sighs> Biden. Nothing, Joe Biden. That's great. Joe, and then he, he puts the mic down at his side and goes, come on, Joe. Sleepy Joe, goddammit. Biden missed his, Biden missed his on cue. The job. Biden oh, was supposed to run funny, up to man. the I'm stage. I'm going to look that shit up. That sounds hilarious. He missed his cue, and Obama, yo, he, he, he hot. You got to see it. It was in Orlando. He hot mic it. You know, he has the mic down the at his side. Obama just going, oh, to be asked to this day is when people say, without mentioning Trump, tell me why you voted for Biden. And it's like, let's be clear, bro. You you won off the vibes and off the steam of people's love for Obama. But you, mm. which uh, we'll, we'll end on this one and then I'll get your social media handles and anything you want to plug. Yeah. There's also a clip of Joe Biden. Like when he was on a campaign, someone asked him about if he was in shape enough to run the country. And this motherfucker does the most like Clint Eastwood, no country for old men ass. Like, we can go out back and do some push-ups. And I wish to hell the dude just opened the back door and was like, all right, let's do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh man, that shit was funny. That was a dude. That was a, one of those coal miners you talking about. That was <laughs> he a union started rolling worker his sleeves up. That 70, I say, man, 77 you year ain't old Joe Biden said, "You want to push him <laughs> to a fire You might powder. get down there, but you ain't coming back up, motherfucker. <laughs> Not today, Sleepy Joe. But <laughs> I'm gonna look up that corn pop story. Oh, I I feel like corn That's pop so could have been dude. a member of your crew, though. Jelly roll. <laughs> Catfish and corn corn oh. pop wouldn't have let that happen to you, man. Corn pop was a corn pop was a bad dude, bro. He would have had the back, baby. I feel like you guys made a whole Yo, meal you know what? between corn jelly pop, roll, catfish. Had my back like sure. that's a good you. Nashville meal. Yeah. Hey, you gotta you, the lesson learned is don't be rolling <laughs> solo, baby. Fuck it. That's don't, it. Don't bro. be rolling solo. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get that. But we're gonna get that. Lesson learned is to never be pussy desperate. It's our original address, bro. Yeah, it's a great thing. Hey, man, it's a great place to be, man. So (laughs) we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Go ahead, plug your social media. Any shows you got coming up, man? 
No, hell yeah. All right, cool, man. Nah, Phil, bro, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah, no, you can just check me out uh, on Facebook. It's uh, Gerard Heron, VT, G-E-R-A-R-D-H-A-R-A-N-V-T. Um, on uh, Instagram, it's just Gerard Heron. I do videos and stuff, TikTok. And I got a movie uh, just came out on Amazon called The Whittler. If yeah, check out the check fucking out. movie. I'm going to check that shit out myself. I ain't got shit to do in quarantine. Uh, Whatever the fuck. And, uh, we about to go into second lockdown. Uh, I'll plug my social media yeah. at I am Phil Hunt per usual. Uh, it's been another episode of the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Yo, thanks for doing it. Hey, my pleasure, man. This is a lot of fun, Phil. And, uh, you know what? You know I think hey, you're one of the best you, writers man. in all of New York, man. So I can't wait for you to make it big, big, and you know me to use 